that mic is so everything you're saying is true. explain what an incel is so an incel is just like someone who's involuntarily celibate that loser sitting on reddit for 23 hours a day um with cheetah dust and empty mountain dew cans all around them and it just has a real stank smell that is involved with these people because i'm just gonna paint you an image and like the fedora is a little yeah. crusty and the the beard the, the neck beard is strong but the facial hair is weak and there's a bald spot in the back and you can just and you can just see the fedora just hanging on for dear life and he's sitting there mutter, muttering under his breath about how like jessica alba's uh, ugly right you know Literally, like yeah that's what you're talking about and you hey 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 fedoras they're still cool in my book. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Lurkadowski here of WeAreChange.org as we are now going to be live for the next two hours with an amazing group of human beings here joining us for a very interesting conversation that we are going to be discussing. So share this broadcast with your friends and family members as, of course, there is so much news to get into today, not just culturally, not just with Mr. Beast, not just with Ron DeSantis, not just with Rashida to leave, not just with what's happening in Israel and Palestine. We are going to be doing our best to talk about that, plus a lot more, especially all the news when it comes to individuals being canceled for daring to try to just express political ideas. Those ideas are going to be expressed to its fullest potential in one hour when we go to rumble.com forward slash we are changed. <laughs> but right now we are on YouTube where, of course, we will be answering your super chats. There's also another way that you guys could engage and be a part of this broadcast. And that, of course, is mysuperchats.com. It's our website that you could actually go to. And when you go to that particular website, you get to super chat with only a 3% service charge. YouTube, for some reason, takes 30%. It takes a lot of dough mysuperchat.com the link is down in the description below you could super chat for less than three percent of a surcharge on all the super chats if you give enough money your text and your your speech will be read out loud to everyone and another way you could participate is of course by signing up to lukeunfiltered.com where you get access to a telegram group channel where you will be able to call in and have a discussion a part of this larger broadcast of course that discussion happening on rumble you never know if someone's going to Pull something out. You never know what questions are going to be asked. There's no script here. There's no controls here. We are going to be having a very lively conversation with, of course, the one and only Viva Frey. Viva, who are you for the people who don't know you? And thank you so much for joining us here tonight well, in Miami, Florida, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you for having me. I feel totally naked because I don't know what I look like on camera. I can't see the chat if people are saying, Viva, you got a big booger in your nose. Uh, for those <laughs> who don't know, Viva Fry, David Freiheit from Montreal, former Montreal litigator turned YouTuber, now turned Rumbler, uh, legal commentator. We do the weekly show with Robert Barnes, vivabarneslaw.locals.com. And uh, that's it. We're all just watching the slow descent into madness and the world on fire in real time trying to 
make sense of it and not get too despaired at the imminent, imminent dissent, destruction. Dissent into ma- this is madness. There's no dissent. It, We're here. There's no going back. Oh, I know, but there could be going further down. So that's the, <laughs> the question. Is where we've descended into madness. Well, I don't think we've hit rock bottom yet. Yeah, and, so. and to and to help answer your question, you look like Tarzan a little bit here. You're but wild now, in the bushes here. We, you need some greenery behind you. Very fitting for the for the free state of Florida. When we talk, does it rotate back and forth? Are all three of us on screen all that's, the time? That's what Steph's handling. Is okay, so you know what? Forth. My phone's away now, and I'm done. I'm going to talk to you and you yeah. and look into the camera. Don't worry about here. it. Well, you don't have to look into the camera. You can just you can, you can look at Clint. You can look at Stephanie. You can look at me. Clint, uh, do you want to make awkward eye contact with you? Yes, I want to stare into his eyes. Uh, Clint. Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown, and recently kicked out of my Twitter account because I was hacked. So if I am DMing you currently asking for nudes, it is not me. I will do that once I get my account back. But currently, sure, not, not yeah, me. right. Don't. That's a cover. That's a cover. Okay. <laughs> who, who did you reach out to? Who? There was there was a night of shame. There was a night of shame for Clint, and he's. I I, I call cover up. I say it's a conspiracy. Sorry. Go ahead, Clint. No, no, it's fine. I, I'm host of Liberty Lockdown. I have a, a great uh, interview with Kim Iverson, who he's been going to war with for a couple weeks uh, coming out after this episode tonight so make sure you check that out on Liberty Lockdown over on Rumble for the full episode or the truncated version on YouTube I'm also the co-host of Tower Gang as well as this beautiful show right here Clint, like I was making you neurotic before, but someone's in your DMs right now in Twitter. Yes. What do you, do you have telephone numbers in there? Pictures that I, might be embarrassing? I have. They're going through your DMs right now and everything you thought was safe and protected. <sighs> Are you trying to give me a panic attack? I, on no, air? I, just <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I tell you, neurosis is contagious, and I can, I can, I can pass you, you it can, along. You can pass the anxiety on I, to everyone I am here. I'm literally losing my mind right now, but I'm trying to keep it together. So uh, let's just pretend it's not happening. <laughs> Sorry, I feel bad. I take it back. They're, they're actually just in there to make you money on Bitcoin. It's, yeah, yeah, it's sure. It's all going to work sure. out. Yeah, yeah. Steph, did he ever DM you? Oh no, I don't think so. Well, prepare for one. It's coming tonight. <laughs> Steph, who are you? What are you doing here? My name is Steph. I am. Here, um, working for We Are Change, I am the button pusher, and you can find me on Instagram at Steph We Are Change. All right, so we're going to be live for two hours. To start off the conversation here on YouTube, we're going to keep it a little bit safe, and I wanted to specifically talk about Mr. Beast, who's being heavily criticized right now because he, once again, did some kind of charity, as Yahoo News has a very crazy article that is titled, quote, Stephanie, put on the browser, please. While American YouTuber Mr. Beast's goal was to provide clean drinking water for a half a million people, activists say his actions shamed the Kenyan government and helped perpetrate the stereotype that Africa is dependent on handouts. And my response to this is uh, that the Kenyan government doesn't need Mr. Beast to, of course, shame them. They should be ashamed themselves for the horrible things that they're doing. As, of course, I personally traveled to Africa. I did a lot of reports on the ground there. And the corruption there is just some of the most disgusting. Disgusting, some of the most bureaucratic, some of the biggest, nastiest individuals you could ever imagine sitting in the positions of power, just literally taking everything for themselves and screwing everyone else over. That's the story of Africa. And I think Mr. Beast, when he did his latest video providing those those wells, providing clean drinking water, highlighted just how corrupt, just how incompetent, just how inept, and just how horrible the bigger idea of government actually is. What's your guys' response to all this? I, my first question would be, how much aid does America provide to Kenya in particular and the region at large? I mean, I, I would just like to double check that or even know what that is in real time. I would. I promise you it's not zero. It's, it's <laughs> going to be in the hundreds of millions. 
The United States provides nearly $255 million in humanitarian and development assistance to meet emergency needs amidst unprecedented drought, dire food crisis in Kenya. Kenya in particular. This, this is, is US not, aid, not... which is an organization tied to, of course, the Central Intelligence Agency that usually uses it to run covert operations. Correct. Uh, but this is an article that I just pulled up here randomly, just Googling this. So uh, yeah, this is the US aid website, uh, $255 million in one particular case. But but here we have a summarization talking about how the United States has been a strategic partner with Kenya since its independence in 1963 and has contributed over $3 billion annually in tangible benefits to the country's people and economy. That's almost as much as they give to Israel. They give a lot to Israel. They also give a lot to Kenya, which what the hell? Why, why is my money going there? I, I, I'm just frustrated. I don't know about you guys, but but why? I, I don't want it. I'm tremendously frustrated. And, it, you know, we're, we're sending them $3 billion a year, it sounds like. Uh, whether it's that exact amount or it's less, the truth is the people there, like even when he was reading the USAID uh, ex explainer, it was because they have a drought. They have an unprecedented drought. So Mr. Beast, this multimillionaire YouTuber, goes over there and he, he makes a whole bunch of wells for these people during an unprecedented drought. And that is somehow spent as a negative. I just... The, the the remember the video when he the, he didn't cure blindness but he provided surgery to however many yeah and he got cra he got crap for that he too got he got for, criticized there was, a, there was an article written by someone who was uh, uh, visually impaired saying we don't you know I, I prefer to be visually impaired and faulting him for thinking that it's something that needs to be remedied it, look no de no good deed goes unpunished yeah indeed but um, the idea that you would uh, shame the person who is, he's not embarrassing anybody by providing aid if they are embarrassed it's on them and not on him for providing the aid that they need i know he got in trouble for saying like the majority or a vast number of people live in poverty and don't have water and then it got fact check on twitter where they said yeah it's like 29 percent uh, don't have access to clean water and poverty i don't know what the number was it's preposterous this is a, this is a question now of like protecting the people who are corrupt and not providing these services that they need to to their own citizens right. and shaming those who actually come in and help if you can't just adjust your mic a little bit so you could speak directly to it but i wanted like to this. add okay. to this uh, to this point specifically talking about you know individuals like mr bill gates that have been going down to africa and testing certain medical procedures that we can't talk about here on this particular broadcast in order to help the people of africa who's probably viewing the mr beast videos and fuming like no no, no, I'm trying to depopulate these people. What are you doing? <laughs> no! I could just imagine him freaking out right now. Uh, as, of course, you know, his aid, the money that, of course, gets transferred, usually from your tax-paying dollars over to Bill Gates and his foundations and usually get money laundered, usually go to some, to some really bad things and projects in the third world that we can't even talk about right now. But I, I, I think the bigger takeaway here, for me at least, and I don't know, maybe this is just my... my slant maybe this is just my bent maybe this is just my bias but why in the hell does it take a youtuber to do this to provide water to a local population how corrupt how inept is the local population government there that they can't do this themselves that's well, just crazy especially when they get billions of dollars yeah for, I, for my money i have a different angle on this i actually think that the reason that articles that like this get written is not because someone wants to remain blind or visually impaired it's because they don't like it when capitalism works and the government doesn't because that's what this is. This is a guy who has become tremendously wealthy via capitalism, turning around and spreading the wealth through charity and good work. And that demonstrates definitively that 
ah, sometimes we actually don't need the government. And I think that's the real reason that articles like this get written. It's not a bad idea. Um, and then the idea also to shame people into not doing it so that they don't do it. And it goes through the government who takes their you know kickbacks and whatever. They lose money in the process. Right. But no, there's no question. It's embarrassing. It highlights the corruption of the government not providing for its citizens what it's supposed to do. Where I understand a bit of the issue is there, when there's a commercial aspect to how is this better? Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me look in the camera while I do this. When there's a commercial <laughs> aspect to helping, like, you know, those videos where they go around and give rolls of cash to homeless people that it, it, there is something like tawdry and cheap and, yes. and ugly about it. Uh, so people have that same impression about what, Tim, uh, not Tim, Mr. Uh, Beast. Mr. Beast, Beast is doing in Africa. I, I can understand that. But shut up if you're not doing good things and leave the people who do the good things, even if they are entitled to make a living while doing it. Be quiet if you're not doing the good and criticizing those who are, even if they are making money. Doing Absolutely. It. Very, very good point, because there is kind of a predatory kind of algorithm uh, aspect of this that, that some people take advantage of and saying, look, I'm good people. I give you something. And then there's like satirical videos of them taking it away as soon as the cameras are off. And, uh, you know, th there there is an aspect of this that, that you could make an argument for. But when, when we look at the overall effect of Mr. Beast, it's a net positive. And I think we should be treating it as such and not heavily criticizing it, trying to prevent it from happening in the future. Because, you know, if you're, if you're someone like Mr. Beast, you're willing, willingly giving away your, your money. You're willingly doing a good thing. And then you get criticized for it. Why continue if you're not even going to get any well, kind of like praise for it, which and, I think you should. And for those that give him a hard time about monetizing his assistance or his 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 charity work, the only reason he's able to continue to do these enormous projects of charity is because he's monetizing it. So he kind it's like I just all the way around it it has to be formulated this way for him to bring in the amount of revenue necessary to do these projects so you can't criticize him for going public with it and making it a, a viral sensation well i was speaking of faulting him for monetizing it luke if you could look up the um, salary of the ceo of the red cross i mean it's funny when when mr beast monetizes mm. a video on youtube it's shame it's exploitation when the ceo of the red cross is getting paid six hundred thousand dollars a year that's all of a sudden uh, acceptable because they need to attract the best to do the business it's a double standard they don't want uh the individuals doing better than the governments themselves are exactly. doing they want to control the money control where they lose it control who they give it to and mr beast is coming in and screwing that all up for them this is a brave uh, summarization after i just typed in salary of ceo of red cross and it says quote in 2018 she was paid six hundred ninety-four hundred thousand dollars which quote reflects her leadership of the country's <laughs> largest humanitarian organization now there are some people arguing that you know, if you are running an organization with so many different individuals, with so many people under you, that there there is a high stress. You need someone of a high caliber, and you need to pay them more. So there's there's a counter argument to that as sure. well. But but if you're a charity organization, you know, I I, I think you should be doing it for charity. Well, and I, I'll, yeah. to that I'll call bullcrap, bullplop. Uh, you want to drive a Ferrari and you want to be a multimillionaire. You don't make that by doing a not-for-profit yeah, or a exactly. charity. It's, it's just—it's not the right psychology. You want to be a millionaire? Don't become a teacher. You want to help kids because you don't—you want to forego a fancy car. That's what you do. You do it on principle. When you start uh, conflating or confounding both of those things and say, "Hey, you're going to get rich by helping the poor," uh, I don't know how effective she's been for that salary. 
Uh, but that's obscene. That's yeah, absolutely, absolutely obscene. hundred percent. And then when you factor in that, you know, most of the charities are pretty much larger scams out there, especially when you look at how much of the actual money goes into that you donate to the actual cause. When you're, of course, you're paying for the middle person, the bureaucrats, the government officials, and all the corrupted individuals sitting in the middle receiving their money for it. A lot of the times, if you give a dollar, only like 10 cents goes to the actual cause of actually helping the person because of the bureaucracy that's surrounding this nonsense with these regulations and big governments that that, of course, are taking the majority of the money for themselves. Forget that. And not just that. I say in addition to that, look up the fundraising. The fundraising yep. is, well, we got to spend money to make money. Exactly. And then look who gets the contracts for those fundraisers. Look where they go. They go to opulent dinners. They Oh, but we need to attract the highest income people. To you know, It's all a... a, a oh, or a, they buy TV commercials. That, that's what pisses <laughs> me off, too. You got money for TV commercials? They're starving kids out there, literally not having any food. You're playing that video over and over again. You son of a gun could literally not buy a TV <laughs> commercial and help that child right now. But you're doing what you accuse Mr. Beast of doing and literally filming him and then using it as a way to gain more money. And you saw those commercials, 3 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning. That's usually the prime time for Clint when he's when he's, when he's he's in his element, red-eyed and totally devastated. And, 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 and you've seen those commercials, Clint, right? And, and I always react to it. Why? Why in the world won't you just... Give that kid the money instead of buying the commercial. Doesn't it? Doesn't well, that make sense? The commercial drove me crazy when I was younger because it would be this. Uh, I think it was Sarah McLaughlin or someone. Someone was like Sally Field. Sally Field. Okay, Sally okay, Field, maybe the old, old one. Yeah, but she's standing there next to this this African child who's got this fly that's like sitting on his forehead, and and she's just like, for only twenty five cents a day, you can help this child. I'm like, you're standing right there. You help him. What are you talking about? I gotta send you a quarter. Just help the guy. Uh, no, they, 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 to monetize the suffer porn, that's fine, and 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 pay themselves hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. But Mr. Beast comes out and celebrates achievements and accomplishments, and then he's vilified. Exactly, the, exact same thing with the with the uh, curing the blindness. He got in trouble for that because they weren't blind and they didn't cure it. And then they accuse him of clickbait on the title, but whatever. Good people doing good things, and even if you don't like the reason for which they're doing good, it's better to do good for the wrong reasons than bad for the right reasons don't write that down but you know what I, you know what i mean to say <laughs> but that, these people it was tens of thousands of people with cataracts which is i mean it's you may not be totally like blackout blind but it's a debilitating issue and he helps all these people and for the record the lady who wrote the article saying oh well I'd rather just stay, you know, visually impaired than than allow yeah. him to help me. Well, he wasn't forcing it on those tens of thousands <laughs> of people. They were gleefully signing up. They were stoked out of their minds that someone was finally there to help them. There's also another um screenshot that was shared a couple days ago showing a 49ers football players paycheck and uh when, when you look at that paycheck it, it shows you that this player specifically made three hundred ninety three hundred thousand dollars a game a lot of money but nearly 49.3 percent of that came out in taxes meaning not taxes excuse me excuse me excuse me i, I messed up here theft that money <laughs> redistributed to, to, to ukraine to, to israel to uganda to kenya to sri lanka and all these other places that are absolutely squandering it and giving it to some of the richest people in those societies that of course take it in for themselves that particularly also has been what a lot of people accuse ukraine of doing as a lot of the aid a lot of the weapons have just gone missing even according to cbs news and their reporting on the ground when they were there that they uh, uh retracted for some strange reason as of course it highlighted some very critical issues of that country they uh the initial report their initial documentary said i think it was 70 percent wasn't making it to the end i get i get the inverse um confused 
and then they retracted and they said, well, since that report, they've gotten better. So since they started shipping in hundreds of millions of dollars in aid and weapons, whatever, it was in April that they started the report. In August, by August, it got better. They had someone for oversight, which means that there's only April, May, June, July, you know, a quarter of a year uh, at, 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 at best. And it's probably a lot worse than that, where they can't account for the better part, a substantial chunk of the aid, money, and weaponry that was going to the front line. Yeah, yeah with, with some of the most corrupted bureaucrats and politicians in the world. Ukraine was always known for having some of the worst politicians that always would take money for themselves and screw over their local populations. Now they're doing it to the tune of essentially sacrificing an entire generation of young people in that country that are no longer with us because of, of just this kind of deranged neoconservative foreign policy, which brings us to the next topic of discussion, and that is what is happening to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. As the Daily Mail is reporting that Trump is leading DeSantis by 39 points in Florida. <laughs> in Florida. Polls show ex-president dominating his rival in their home state after snatching a sweep of endorsements. This, as of course, the presidential debates will actually be held here in Miami, Florida. I will be covering it. Viva, you'll be covering will be it as here. well on your Rumble channel as as well. Uh, maybe we could do a dual live stream and uh, cover the event like we did last time in Los Angeles, which was actually really fun. But um, Donald Trump is not going to be participating in this presidential debate. He's going to have his own also in Miami, Florida, where he has vowed to speak exactly at the time that the debates start <laughs> in order to counter them and, of course, take away all the viewership from uh, a Rumble-sponsored kind of presidential debate that uh, a lot of people are kind of losing interest in. Let's just be honest here. But, uh, you know, Viva, I, I, I think you, like me, kind of moved down here because of the freedom, because of the policies that Ron DeSantis kind of implemented. And he's been just absolutely disappointing when it comes to his presidential um, you know election that that and campaign that he's been running that is is just absolutely insane it's an implosion of monumental proportion where like I, I don't even even people who were vigorously pro DeSantis and still are saying I don't know what the hell is up with the campaign it's been disastrous he's been going with some pot shots that are I'll, I'll preface this I like DeSantis I moved here Despite what some people in Canada think they know of Florida, I moved here. And even though I don't agree with DeSantis on everything, uh, I agree with him on the big stuff that makes Florida a place for freedom and a place to come and be politically free, even if it's sweltering hot and flat and whatever. It's detoxifying. You detoxify all your, it, your horrible stuff. You get out through it, your pits. In Canada, <laughs> you, you stay indoors during the winter to avoid the cold. And then in you Florida, get sick. No, but, well, in Florida, you stay indoors during the day during the summer to, to avoid the heat. Right. Uh, setting all that aside... It's an implosion of monumental proportions. His pot shot about, I don't know what it's like to you know give hush money payments yeah. in the first indictment. Uh, the other one about the teleprompter. These are gaffes where it's clear DeSantis doesn't have um, uh, an organic sense of humor. And I don't say that as a flaw. People are just different people. He doesn't have a sense of humor. Clearly, his campaign is not helping with that. And what they think is funny is idiotic political pot shots that... No one's going to like, even Team DeSantis. So my biggest fear is that he's going to burn his own uh, reputation and his own legacy, which is a decent legacy, uh, in pursuit of this dream, which is not going to happen despite what the DeSantis supporters on Twitter say. He's not getting the nomination. It's going to be Trump. But in the process, he's going to destroy his legacy and compromise whatever goodwill he had going forward. Yeah, the, the first point that you brought up uh, makes a lot of sense because it was so... Uh, 
like not timely. It, it was such a bad time when, when the epitome of the indictments came in against Donald Trump, when everyone was saying, hey, this is really unfair what's happening to the former president of the United States. That's when he decided to do a little cheap shot and talk about, yeah, I don't know what it's like know. to pay for women's services. And, and it's like he was doing really well when he was not criticizing him. Donald Trump was, was kind of jabbing him, was going after him, and he kind of ignored it, was the bigger person. And then when he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll play dirty. I'll, do, I'll give a cheap that was the worst timing a politician could ever have and then that plus his ukrainian flip-flop plus all the kind of neoconservative leanings that he has i i don't want him to become the next president of the united states even though his record when it comes to you know the health stuff top notch was pretty good better than a lot of other people but uh foreign policy wise i really do think if he's going to become the next president of the united states we're going to be at war absolutely 100 percent guaranteed well, I, I just wanted to say, you know, we're all transplants to Florida because of Ron DeSantis. So, like, uh, I'm speaking out of love here, but it's going to be vicious. So prepare yourselves. Uh, he should have been modeling his campaign off of Vivek Ramaswamy. Well, the whole reason that Trump has support, the, the GOP broadly, even those that don't like Trump, they identify that Trump is being abused by the system. The DOJ, uh, they, you have to speak to that. Whether you, I, I realize he's your number one contender. And, and you have to also point out his flaws, but you have to point out that the way he's being persecuted is immoral and ultimately uh, a threat to the entire foundation of our country. And he has just refused to do that. And because of that, he now he no longer has the Trump base, obviously, because he was never going to get them. But he's also lost the vast majority of the GOP broadly, because they, even though they don't like Trump, they also know like, hey, this system is out to get us the J6ers. You have to speak to the corruption. And he hasn't done a good job at it. And also, his feet are tiny. And can I vote for a guy with tiny feet? No, I can't. He's autistic, and he should just <laughs> lean into having autism. It's okay. That, that would actually give him a bigger, broader base. There's so many people with Dude, autism out there. Just admit it, the and, then, I, and then you would heard, get a bunch of support. Heard the libertarian vote would have been all in. Yeah, all in. Setting aside that, uh, set aside that diagnosis, I've heard some, you know people say the same thing. Backing it up to the beginning. First of all, he's never going to win the back-and-forth exchange with Trump, so it's yeah. bad to engage in it. You don't yep. fight a war that you're going to lose or a tactic that you're going to lose. Trump is going to win that one. He was doing better when he was ignoring it, and the media was actually saying, oh, Trump's being a little childish, keep taking these shots at, at, at DeSantis. So you don't play a game that you're not going to win because he's not going to win that game. Second thing, if he, I said this on my channel like repeatedly, if he thinks that he gets the nomination, he gets to be president, they're not going to indict him on human trafficking for what he did with uh, Martha's Vineyard yeah. or find something else. He's, he's, he's naive. And if they don't do it, the only reason they wouldn't do it is because he's playing ball sufficiently with the Uniparty that they wouldn't go after him. Because uh, he's at war with Iran. And they're like, all right, we'll let that go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 then, and then he's also, you know, 100% pro-Israel. And he's uh, echoing the statements of Nikki Haley, who's a, a total neocon war hawk. And I'm like, whoa, why? Yeah, that, that's a big transition for where you were trying to play yourself off as kind of a non-interventionist guy just a couple months ago. Now he's like, yeah, absolutely. Anything Israel wants, we'll give it to them. Which, again, I'm... I, I, I like America. I like keeping my paycheck. I don't like my money going towards the military-industrial well, complex. The, 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 even the yeah. Israel thing is complicated as well because Absolutely. they're giving Israel whatever they want, but they're also yeah. then giving humanitarian aid to Gaza. So they're basically financing this conflict on both ends, exactly. which does not resolve the conflict. But the bigger question about DeSantis, and it's one that I was not, um, you know, Barnes is the, the bigger brain when it comes to all this, you know, the flip-flopping and the tailoring of his messaging, 
reflects more the loyalty to the donors than it does to the populist base and what they actually want, yeah. which is the bigger problem in all of this, I think, in my, my humble Canadian opinion. And he got he got a lot of support from Wall Street. He got a lot of support from some of the bigger players out there that are absolutely in the, quote, swamp. Now, of course, Donald Trump did as well. Donald Trump also received a lot of swamp money, especially from Sheldon Eldenson. I think that's how you say his Adelson. name. El- yeah, whatever. You know you know who I'm talking <laughs> about. But, but when, when you look at specifically... I want to talk about Ukraine because there's also some breaking news coming from Ukraine, especially with one of their top military aides that was just kind of taken out through a, a, a glass grenade that was presented oh, to him as a president. As, as a present, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But but the way to transition is to uh, approach my first kind of a larger disappointment with him, and and that was his original statement on Ukraine to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson asked all the presidential candidates. What's your stance on Ukraine? Will you actually help stop this war, try to de-escalate it? Will you try to save lives here? Or, or are you going to be endangering more lives, trying to get us into a bigger conflict here and escalating tensions here? And Ron DeSantis came out in this kind of very vague generalized, middle-of-the-road, very safe statement that could have been interpreted in many different ways. Seeing that statement, I'm like, he's pretty much saying nothing by saying a lot. And that automatically was like, hey, okay, this is kind of concerning because he he's not making a key decision here. He's, he's trying to play both sides here. He got heavily criticized by the corporate media, and then he backtracked. I'm so sorry. I said those vague statements that didn't amount to anything. Of course, I'm with the American foreign policy that we have right now and essentially backing this policy that has been an utter disaster for the people of Ukraine. And when you look at this conflict right now, when you look at Zelensky asking for money on American national television, when you look at all the young men that are being dragged away from the streets, from from the the grocery stores, from their hospital appointments and saying, now you got to fight on the front lines, when you look at all the mercenaries, when you look at all the frontline accounts of Ukrainian soldiers coming out and saying, hey, I don't even have the proper equipment that was supposed to be sent to me here. When you look at the huge life loss, all of that could have been prevented if there was real leadership, real politicians saying, hey, enough of this madness. We shouldn't be financing a proxy war. We shouldn't be financing the military industrial complex. This is a nonsensical strategy that there's no exit from. There's no winner from. Ukraine is going to lose. It's just a matter of time until when they lose it, when they're going up against Russia and their huge, massive population. That should have been the common sense uh, reaction here. Vivek Ramaswamy gave that kind of reaction. Donald Trump gave that kind of reaction. DeSantis wavered. That's not that's not something I want. Can can we appreciate on the issue of Ukraine that that we have been lied to again from the very beginning of this conflict? Ukraine is winning. Ukraine's going to win. Uh, th- that it's it's not a regional conflict. It's Putin is Hitler with global aspirations, but somehow is having this great a difficulty controlling the eastern region of Ukraine. <laughs> right. Lied to from the beginning, and we're from the beginning. If you said negotiate. I mean, when has not negotiating ever been a, a tactic? Like, exactly. We're pulling ambassadors. We're not talking. We're not negotiating. And to suggest negotiation makes Viva Fry a Putin shill. And lo and behold, where are we now? Exactly where we should have been a year ago, minus 300,000. I don't know how many uh, dead Ukrainian soldiers we're at now. It might be even more than that. Yeah, we, we don't know. We're at the exact same point, except you had to get slaughtered to get to the point where you could have otherwise been at, had you just taken a more... Uh, Less proxy war approach from the beginning, but my goodness, did a lot of people get a lot of money in the meantime? Uh, I forget the ten percent for the big guy, but how about the seventy percent for the machine? And uh, at the end of the day, they've slaughtered a generation of Ukrainian men for this proxy war. It's catastrophic, and it, and it breaks my heart because, you know, 
it has been foisted upon the Ukrainian people by the CIA, largely in our State Department. Um, and I don't, I don't even think that the people that are fighting or that are on the ground actually know all of the the details that are are still coming out. Uh, Scott Horton's got an incredible new book uh, coming out probably later this year, once it'll be irrelevant, because that's how Scott does things. He writes these tomes, and then he releases them too late. But it's called uh, Provoked, and it is the entire history. It's all of the quotes from State Department officials throughout the 90s, from the fall of the USSR to today, how how Russia was provoked into uh, uh, ultimately invading Ukraine. And, and all of these lives could have been uh, not wasted if we had just listened to Either Putin in the in the weeks prior to his invasion, or the negotiations that were happening between he and the U.S. State Department, uh, Antony Blinken, and uh, what's the British guy, Boris Johnson. As you say this, like this was sold on the fact that Putin has global aspirations, and yet was so weak that he wouldn't be able to to win against Ukraine. And despite all of that, I mean the, the global aspirations. It was a regional conflict to begin with, and one that, despite everyone's mastery of this you know, after having got wind of the war in 2022 has been going on for a little bit of time and has clear objectives, clear delineated um, conflict issues. Yep. And 2014, Zelensky, actually, the war has been going on. Yeah. No, and Zelensky, as far as I understand it, admittedly, my learning curve was was sharp and I'm not a ma- you know any sort of an expert on this, but Zelensky ran on the platform of negotiating a peace with the Eastern region and then reneged on it when he got the okay from the big bully in the yard, America, to say, fight a proxy war, we're going to help you and you're going to win it, even though seemingly everybody knew from the beginning they couldn't, but we were told that they were not only going to win, but they were winning in real time. And then lo and behold... Time to sit down and discuss well, settlement. Also, Zelensky was prevented from negotiating peace by the right sector and the Azov Battalion, the the far right nationalists that are within his military. So it was it was our State Department, our CIA, and a bunch of Nazis essentially that prevented him from negotiating peace. It's crazy that this is where we sit today, and ultimately. Instead of actually reflecting on how much we've been deceived and how much, how many billions of dollars were wasted and how many innocent lives were lost, we're just going to migrate right onto the next conflict. We're going to probably have a, a huge push for war with Iran, um, and and no one's ever going to be held to account for it. And it just it drives me nuts. Well, they're already saying that you know the advanced military aid that's going to Israel shouldn't be discussed. There shouldn't be any transparency. There shouldn't be any accountability to that. Which again, I, I just find utterly ridiculous because then you're going to have, of course, clear. Corruption when you have zero accountability. And w- when you look at this entire matter, all of this could have been prevented if we could have had a voice, if we could have had a conversation that sadly was prevented from, from being had because of all the social media censorship, because of all the individuals intervening and saying, no, 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 no. Ukraine is going to win. You don't believe that? You're a Russian asset. They are winning. Yeah. They're yeah. winning. Yeah. And if you say otherwise, you're lying and you're a Putin asset. They're going to win. And like, oh, okay, quietly settle so we can go now shift this over to the Middle Eastern conflict. Yeah, their spring offensive is going to work. They're going to push all the Russians out. The, the spring offensive. Now they're they're saying the new spring spring offensive, which some media organizations, you know, not understanding that it's the fall. You know, the, the spring came and went. And... Uh, <laughs> Sadly, when you look at the larger kind of incursions, yes, I mean, Ukraine got a little bit, a tiny piece of land in, in the south of Ukraine, uh, but they also lost almost the same amount of land near near Bakhmut. And when you look at the massive troop mobilization that's happening from the Russians now, they are probably going to be taking a lot more land in the Donbass region than, of course, uh, a lot of international experts believe that they will, since, of course, they're
they're just they they're fully mobilized. They have conscripted a lot of people. They have the Russian war machine booming. They have their industry booming. They have tanks that are just being sent day in after day in after day in. And they have what what is that? A hundred million people? How many people does Ukraine have? Not that many. Yeah. So it's only a matter of time. And and it, 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 it's pretty clear. It, 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 it doesn't take a genius to see, hey, this super massive country, even though the United States is helping them, doesn't have a chance, especially when it comes to the few people that are in well, that country with the small amount of population un- that they unless, have. Unless they, the idea was to bring American boots on the ground, which was never going to happen as a matter of public opinion back in America. But they even lost public support for continued financing. Well, the shit hits the fan across America. And they're saying, what, what is it up to now? $160 billion in aid to Ukraine? I don't, I don't know take, the exact numbers. I gotta, I gotta look it, that it up. Was, it was, they say 110, but I've, I've seen, I've wow. seen larger figures. But so that's not, not sure. even the black budget. The black budget probably has even more money, and that money has been being sent down there since 2014. Donald Trump was the first president that decided to send lethal aid to Ukraine, which escalated the tensions and led us to the place that we're at right now, which is. Again, not really promising when it comes to him becoming the next president of the United States, as I think there should be some skepticism here as well. Well, and he was also mocking Barack Obama, saying, you know, Barack Obama only sent them like blankets and pillows. I sent them real weapons. It's like, thanks, Don. I really appreciate you provoking Putin into invading. But look, Zelensky reminds me of that uh, that Dave Chappelle character where he's like scratching his neck and he's like, I just need one more billion, man. I'll suck you. He, he has completely lost the plot. The guy, the guy, honestly, I do think he has a drug addiction. I think he's spiraling out of control right now. But it's so crazy because like when you're high on coke and you're like being fed into your ego because he has uh, all, all of the Hollywood actors are going out to Ukraine and meeting with him and, and like just handing them their, their their awards and stuff. Like, his ego was through the roof, and he's high on cocaine all the time. Like, I, I don't know how... It, the crash it, is going to be brutal. It's... Uh, it, I mean, the other thing now, you know, history doesn't rhyme. What is it? No, history doesn't repeat, but it tends to rhyme. Like, the Zelensky placed on a pedestal doing the tours, getting the ovations, getting the celebrities. It was like Fauci during COVID. Yes. And then everyone realized that Fauci was not the saint Fauci. He was actually probably the criminal against humanity Fauci. Yep. And then, you know, he went from going to baseball games, being on TV, to, uh, you know... Having to find his 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 spot on local TV, I don't know what you call it. Uh, Zelensky is going to go through the same thing, except the reality for Zelensky is is much more uh, dire. In that, people are going to want uh, him out one way or the other on both ends of it. And so after you know, once this is all done, where is he going to go for his own safety? Uh, some people have thought America. but Yeah, the system always has a way of propping up these puppets and, and bringing them up, breaking them up, and then smashing them down and utterly yep. destroying their entire lives after they don't become as useful as they previously were before. Well, Saddam Hussein, Muammar yeah. Gaddafi. I mean, these are these are yeah. puppets of the American empire. That my tax dollars went to to support and finance. Osama yes. bin Laden, now that I think yeah, that we talk about it. I mean, we, the, the, list, the list is very, very long. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's ultimately what drives me so crazy about these stories is that like even though many in our realm get these narratives correct in real time, Fauci was actually the villain all along. <laughs> Zelensky was not the hero ever. Uh, but no one's ever held to account. And Anthony Blinken, who's who's presided over all of this, and Joe Biden, who's presi- presided all, over all of this, they're going to be put still in positions of decision making when it comes to the newest crisis. And it's like there has to be responsibility when you catastrophically wreck the world. And, there, and yeah, there they is. have. There's, there's, there's accountability. They create uh, bodies to look over what the problem was to enact more solutions. <laughs> right. I mean, the government is a, is a, is a make-work project where it's fail upwards. You screw up. 
up. You got to create, I don't know, set up a, some sort of administrative body to look into it and say, oh, here's what went wrong. We need more people to, to manage that. Right. You say, as you say that, what's her face? Yellen. There's no inflation. It's transitory. Okay, it's permanent. <laughs> Ukraine's gonna. Ukraine's winning. They're gonna win. They lost. <laughs> COVID. Not or absolutely not originated in a, in a lab whip. Maybe it did. Okay, we're involved in what is it called? There are data functions. You don't even have to get it right in real time. Just ask the obvious questions in real time. But we don't even live in a world where that can happen. Oh my god! Everything Brilliant. they put out is a scam. Every single thing. It's like a infomercial. <laughs> That when you finally get the product, it's absolute crap. It is not worse than 1999 plus shipping the, and handling that you have to pay no, for. No, no, no. It's, it's nothing. The Ron Popeil food dehydrator was one of the best midnight buys I've ever had. The ones that really suck are the knives. They're never sharp and they don't ever get sharp. The Ron Popeil thing, man, that was good. Speaking like a pro here, I have no experiences, but I just expected them to be just utter scams. When you but. get when you get it, it was my first kid, second kid, you're up at like you're up at all night. You say they're like, I'll get one of those. And then, the, the, the food and then those infomercials with those sick and hungry African children. Those uh, I didn't uh, see so much. You really? But, no, but... but I, I, was this in Canada? Because we have them Canada. here in America all no, the time. No, but I know definitively I saw the Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of an angel yeah, with the yeah, dog yeah. one, which always got my heartstrings going. But I'd rather give to the local shelter where I know what they're doing with the money than go send it off to one of the things where they pair Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> and for her musical <laughs> rights to run the ad. Yeah. Indeed. So the Center for Strategic and International Studies is saying that it's been about $113 billion. That's the estimate right now. But again, that's not even including the secret black budgets. That's not even uh, accounting the clandestine budgets and, of course, the actions of the CIA that have been active there for a very, very long right. time. You know as, of course, a, a lot of their tactics uh, are being implemented in very nefarious ways. As, of course, even a couple months ago, we heard about the Ukrainians taking out a Russian blogger by specifically giving him a statue of himself that was an explosive that took his life. Now we have a very similar story that unfolded inside of Ukraine, but this time it's one of the top military members of that country that just six days ago criticized Vladimir Zelensky's handling of this entire conflict as he was celebrating his birthday and he got a gift that he thought was from his soldiers. When he got that gift, it was these glass fake grenades. One of them was a real grenade, and his young child is in critical condition, and his life was taken in this clear kind of assassination that the CIA usually implements and does and has been doing all throughout the third world and Latin America throughout the last few decades. So when, when it comes to looking and analyzing this entire situation, I don't even think I don't even think Zelensky's a, a puppet. I, I, I think his life has been threatened, and I think he's been told. You better do what we tell you to do, or we're going to take your life. So I think I, maybe so he's on he's drugs. Maybe he's not on drugs. I don't know. But if you're under such stress, such life and death kind of circumstances, with a, a U.S. government coming in saying you're going to sacrifice all your children, all your your countrymen, for just leaving a dent inside of the Russian war machine that now just got activated and even got bigger, you're going to be you're going to do what we tell you to do, or else we're going to take you out and your family. Cool. I think that's the more likely scenario here when it comes to understanding how a lot of these covert actions work, especially after reading things like Economic Hitman that do describe these sorts of situations. And when you're dealing with hundreds of billions of dollars, you're dealing with a lot of money that didn't make it to its intended target. That money, where did it go? Who knows? But uh, corrupted politicians don't just exist in Ukraine. They exist in the Western world as well. 
Yeah, well, it was Mitch McConnell and uh, a whole bunch of American politicians that also benefited financially from this, not to mention the President of the United States. Cocaine potentially. Mitch is, yeah. is, is a nickname for a very specific it, reason, especially with the ships that him and his wife from uh, China have been uh, you know, transporting and have been caught literally, literally having cocaine on. And, and, and Liz- well, I, I thought it was because he did cocaine. I, I, Mitch, I, I, <laughs> Mitch McConnell? I thought he was a little too old for that, but no. That, it, that would be the most endearing quality out of all the politicians in Washington, D.C., compared to all the spirit cooking and all the other nasty stuff they get into. <laughs> but uh, that, doing that, it's not that bad. But international drug trafficking, yeah, that's pretty bad. That, and that's what the CIA has been doing for a very long time, especially when they introduced crack cocaine into the black community. And, of course, were money laundering and arms trafficking and, of course, selling drugs all around the world. And that they were never held accountable. And then they magically stopped and, of course, fixed all their problems and never did it again, of course, right? It's outrageous. I mean, just what it would have taken in terms of money to rebuild Lahaina in its entirety. Hold on a second. What's Lahaina? Lahaina. We've forgotten about that. Is this good? This is good. It's better like this. It's better like this. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. We fed you beef organs. Literally, It was delicious. It was organ. They were in the shape of balls, but I don't think they were actually balls because I know what beef balls taste like. There's nothing wrong with eating beef balls. It's actually good for men and testosterone. I cooks uh, uh, ox balls. I mean, I did yeah. ox balls, uh, prairie oyster. I mean, I did it a few times. Um, Same. Now I forgot all that talk also, about balls. Also, how did it go? How did it go? Because I they were <laughs> they were a little irony. I had bison balls, and I made a video, a cooking video. The bison balls were very irony and not entirely edible without battering them. Yeah, they're uh, very they're very complicated to, to cook. There's like a skin, there's an yeah, outer the membrane, layer, you gotta inner pull layer, the membrane. Pull oh. oh no, it's, it's uh, amazing. And yeah, you could you could yeah. cook the membrane if you want to have something like oh, not like a squidish in terms of um, texture. I can probably predict everybody's very nauseated right now. <laughs> what were we talking about before the balls? Right, the cocaine. Well, let, let me no. let, let me let me let me just add. listen. We have the best conversations here on, on We Are Change. We don't Viva do fried bison balls. Look and, it up. And, and we're not even on Rumble yet. We're gonna be on Rumble in about fifteen minutes, and there the conversation is definitely gonna get a little bit more salacious, let, to say the least. Let me add to the to the lies that he was pointing out earlier in that beautiful monologue. Uh, we have to defend democracy. That's the whole reason that we were funding Ukraine in the first place. Zelensky just canceled the elections for the second time. It appears that he's assassinating uh, leaders of his military that speak out against him. He's canceled uh, you know, property ownership for some churches. This guy is not at all in defense of democracy. So yeah, the deceit just, is, it goes so incredibly deep. And the American people, like, when do they say, okay, we get it. Like, everything you tell us is a lie, because it obviously is. Yeah, he announced that he's not going to have elections uh, a couple weeks ago. He just reaffirmed it now that he was asked, oh, that's will he have elections? It's, it's, he, he reaffirmed, no, he's not, because he's saying there's so many citizens that left the country that therefore there won't be enough citizens to actually vote and have their well, voices the, heard. The ones that left the country aren't coming back because they've been killed in battle, and now he yeah. might not. But, can you but a lot of people also left, but there's also a lot of human trafficking in Ukraine. Well, I think that, it was their number one export uh, for a little exactly. while. Exactly, and now that's even made it that much worse, especially with all the turmoil, with all the war, as, of course, the human trafficking business has absolutely boomed inside of Ukraine in so many nefarious and so many horrible ways. I was going to make another point, but I absolutely forgot as well. You think Go before ahead. I forget mine, because yeah. I'm yeah. going to forget mine. Can you imagine not calling elections during a wartime? Yeah. That's exactly when you'd want to potentially have a change in management, administration. Like, yeah, we don't like this war and we'd like someone to get us out of it, not continue to 
throw our young men, reproducing age men, into the uh, grinder. Uh, so well, well, they're saying that the counter argument to that is that in the Ukrainian constitution, during martial law, you cannot have elections. So they're saying it's legal inside of Ukraine to not have elections well, no, during I, martial law, as, no of course, doubt. Zelensky declared martial law. And he also said, I will have elections if the United States pays for them. I'm just trying to be transparent. I'm trying to give all the sides here because I've been reading into the, all these stories, and I think we got to give both sides of the story here. He said specifically he will have elections if the United States pays for it and helps people vote that, of course, left the country as well. But that's probably not going to happen. And uh, the likelihood of that for the United States to do that, especially during an election year here inside of America, that's another big reason this war is going to continue past 2024 and is probably going to be ending the next time a new president becomes uh, comes into the Oval Office. So they want mail-in balloting for a, a war in Ukraine. Um, yes. It, it's, it is the irony that basically they say we have to destroy democracy and all of its core principles in order to preserve it. It's not much different than what the Democrats are doing here now. In order to preserve democracy, we've got to keep Trump off the ballot. In order to preserve democracy and freedom of speech, we've got to censor disinformation. I mean, it's the Orwellian newspeak yes. uh, in, in its purest form. But the, you know, the, the idea, I, I have no doubt it's lawful uh, under Ukrainian law to not hold elections when martial law has been declared. That's kind of the incentive to declare martial law so that you cannot get outed from power while you are literally sending your well, your citizens to the slaughter. Regardless of whether or not it's legal, if you have actually declared martial law and you've canceled elections, you can't then say that we're funding him to defend democracy. I'm sorry. Like, if there's no democratic processes because you've declared martial law, then he's just a dictator. Sure, maybe it's a temporary dictatorship. We don't know because we don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> but he was elected. So apparently, if someone's elected, they can't be a dictator because I get flack for saying Justin Trudeau's a dictator because he got elected and he'll get out ousted. But one can be democratically elected uh, and still be a dictator. And I can give you historical examples. Yeah. And also... It's usually how it begins. And, I mean, they don't they don't just come in and take power right away without having some sort of public support. Um, and then also one can, you know, act like a dictator despite having been democratically elected by, you know, unilaterally freezing bank accounts uh, and so on and so forth. So... Uh, but it's the same. It's the same Orwellian newspeak. Like, yeah. Destroying democracy to preserve democracy in Ukraine. There's nothing of a democracy well, going and, on. And there we right also now. have to lock down in our houses and have uh, you know subject uh, items forced in our bodies so that we can be free again. I mean, that's that's what they told the, us all through 2020. At the bank, they had a sign. It literally said, "Further apart is closer together." I mean, this is, it's literally <laughs> war's wow. peace, ignorance is yes. strength, and whatever the third one was. Further apart is closer together so that you don't give your neighbor the COVID. It's all upside Freedom down. Is black is white, white is black. And it's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. It just doesn't add up. This is nonsensical. As of course, it, it didn't take a genius to look at the situation in Ukraine. It didn't take a, a foreign policy expert to say, hey, um, there's not a big chance here that Ukraine's going to be doing well here. There's there's not a good chance that there's actually going to be a, a real resolution to all of this that won't include severe loss of life. And then, of course, we have Zelensky coming out and saying that he's going to be replacing the local populations with immigration. There, the rebuilding contracts have already been given out to BlackRock, have already been given out to, to Goldman Sachs, as, of course... What's going to happen here, I, I, I think, is, is worth looking into in the context of this next presidential election, because there's already uh, an NBC News article talking about two anonymous government sources coming out and saying that the United States is telling Ukraine to have a peace deal with Russia. Um, now, whether you believe these two anonymous government sources or not, it's fair to say that the conflict is not going well for the Ukrainians. And I think that this is the, the, the scenario that is more likely, especially with now the, the situation and fight 
might developing inside of the Middle East that might also now represent a larger proxy conflict between Iran and the United States. It looks like the United States has a new, hotter, younger war that they're now going to be <laughs> suitoring, and the, the old war is uh, not that attractive to them anymore, and they don't really care about them. But... What would happen? Are you if, saying the American Empire is Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes, yes. And they need a new war that's that's fresh, young, uh, attractive to them, not stale, not old, not complaining all the time, not asking for more all the time. But but when when you look at this scenario, when you look at this, not this haggity, not saggy. It's a decent, it's yeah. a decent metaphor. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not haggering you, telling you to take out the trash. Okay, Israel's like, we'll take what. Whatever you guys got, yeah, well, we're hot and ready. We're in the Middle East. We got oil here, too. You could drill. You could drill. You could drill. You could get inside of me. You could set up a new Suez Canal. You could do whatever you want with me now. I'm all for the taking. The United States is like, mm, yeah, licking their lips. We, there should be a meme. I, I haven't seen this meme. If there's a meme maker out there, please make the meme of the black guy with the yellow suit kind of licking his lips behind that tree when he's looking at Israel right now. Uh, and then, of course, Ukraine is, is, is far gone and no longer considered hot and attractive well, to it'll that, be, that, Or it's that the meme of the guy holding hands with the girl looking yes, back yes, at the yes. other girl and you got Ukraine, That's America. That one, that one, are, that oh, one okay. already exists. But, so I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm something of a meme master myself. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, the, the, in, in the practice of law, we always used to say, like, there's the honey honeymoon period when you get a file and you're like oh yeah you're courting the client you get the file you landed you're a big big man on campus and then the file gets old and boring the client gets annoying they start you know they start asking you to look over your bills and like okay i'm gonna go find another client now and then as they say the honeymoon is over and you go look for another girlfriend but yeah. uh very, very, uh, very uh, well described uh, analogy there. It just so, came out of nowhere, but, 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 <laughs> but, but you know, in, in, in reality, we do have to think about the upcoming presidential elections because if, if you're Biden, if you have a utter a fallout from Ukraine, just like you did in Afghanistan, that is absolutely going to assure that you have no hope at all for becoming the next president of the United no, States. Declare, declare martial law. Do it. Yeah. Pull, pull a Zelensky. Get exactly. into a conflict and then say we can't hold elections. Well, we now. have to defend democracy, Viva. That's why we have to cancel the elections. Yeah, but, but imagine the political fallout if Ukraine says, okay, guys, we lost. We made a peace deal. Everything you invested in, all the money you gave us, all the lives we lost, uh, it's pointless. As, of course, Russia probably will be getting a lot of land. They're probably going to have a lot of political victories here. And the political fallout would be absolutely horrendous for the intelligence agencies and for the Biden administration. So they're holding on for their political lives right now. And this is why I think the next upcoming elections are going to be very tumultuous and very dangerous because the, the establishment, their legitimacy is just hanging by a string. And at any moment, at any time, it could be cut off and all pandemonium and all hell will break loose. And also, now that you say this out loud, I just had a thought. Imagine they, they come to a negotiated settlement now and then they say, Let's start looking into that information, that disinformation that you were giving us. And while we're at it, let's look into who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and, I don't know, make them pay for it to repair it. And then, lo and behold, the USA becomes public enemy number one and Germany can now flip it around and say, how, did, how could you dare do this now that we've looked into it? And now we're going to strengthen our relationship with well, Russia. I mean, it, it, this all goes sideways real fast. Exactly. You know and add on top of that, that you now have Turkey that's beaten the war drums against Israel. And, and Turkey is a member of NATO, as he was just referencing Germany is a member of NATO. That means NATO is really on death's door. If you have multiple wars that are breaking out amongst NATO members, well, that that in, 
ends the alliance. Yeah, and then if you're China, you're like, oh, this is a perfect time to take Taiwan. Why not? Because they're all divided. They're all fighting each other. Exactly. And, uh, you know, American resources, I think, are being stretched very thin. There's already reports of a lot of the ammunitions, a lot of the missile systems having a, a failure of being resupplied because of just how much we sent to Ukraine, just how many bombs, how many bullets we sent to Ukraine, where the government is having a hard time just sustaining their own readiness within the U.S. Uh, government and military. That, to me, is just absolutely ridiculous, and it's a failed policy that I think, I think, you know, I, I think about this stuff not just in the latest kind of breaking news context, but I try to think about it in a long-term aspect of this. If, if you're seeing everything that the United States is doing, it's as if the United States is sabotaging the United States. This, I've, been, I've been thinking this for a while, where if you wanted to strengthen China and Russia— uh, what what would you be doing differently if you wanted to do it, but make it look like it was not your fault? What would you be doing differently? Sanctions on Russia didn't do a damn thing. They actually helped Russia, or at least didn't hurt Russia, but hurt America. Uh, now you got and the Europe and 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 the poorest people in the world that have to pay high energy crisis, uh, prices. As of course now Europe buys energy from China that buys it from Russia indirectly, uh, financing and making China even richer, which is which is absolutely crazy. Sorry, and and it doesn't off. make Russia poorer either. Yeah, Russia has now better relations with India and the third world and the BRICS nation that are that that are coming closer and closer yep. together, saying, and, hey, we're going to help each other out, even though no one else will. And we're going to work together away from the U.S. petrodollar, which is uh, being heavily challenged by Saudi Arabia and, right now. That it also is kind of leaning towards China and Iran cutting business deals with them. You, you, you've been conditioned by Trump to say China and like put the <laughs> put the hard eye on the China. I know. Yeah. Um, and as you're talking, Luke, you should see me order Chinese food <laughs> well, uh, as, i don't hold back as you're talking out loud about this and you know Zelensky suspending the elections because of martial law one can anticipate a uh, doomsday scenario where in the united states uh a terrorist event happens that's so bad that they say well we can't host elections anymore because we can't ensure the safety of people at the voting stations so we either suspend it or we just go full digital you know texting the the the, the douglas what was his name douglas mackey yeah. The Douglas Mackey meme becomes reality. We can't meet at the polls because it's going to be so violent like Iraq elections. Vote from home or mail in for everybody. I mean, that's that's how I can see it really yeah, going. Yeah. So, so, something like a cyber polygon. Something <laughs> like, you know... Uh, uh, he knows uh, the name. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something like a Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum um, drill and game that they did not so long ago, actually, uh, you know, going through a lot of this. Okay, we got to transition over to YouTube. Uh, before we do, where Rumble. can people find... Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I spit on what I just Sorry. said. Sorry. <laughs> we're on YouTube now. We're going over to Rumble, where, of course, we're going to absolutely let loose. We're going to talk about Israel. We're going to talk about the story that YouTube is censoring that we can't tell you here on this platform when it involves a Rumble creator that just broke the story. We're going to be talking about that, plus a lot more. More real <clears throat> questions uh, all on rumble.com forward slash we are change. If you want to go there, let me just show you really quickly how to do this. You just go to rumble.com and then on the front page you just scroll down and we are here at picks another way that you could get there is by just going to rumble.com forward slash we are change rumble.com forward slash we are change or just go to the front page rumble.com scroll down and they put us here so on the front page so everyone could view us i think it's more imperative that you guys do this more than ever as of course videos are literally being taken down for breaking news stories on this platform. This is not a safe platform. This is not a platform that allows speech, that allows journalism, that allows any kind of critical thinking of the established message. 
Rumble.com is where it's at. If you haven't signed up, if you haven't started an account, what are you doing? Viva, you predominantly uh, live stream. I, I, I don't on, even, on, I don't on, even on grace YouTube with an hour anymore. I do like 15 to 30 minutes. No judgment. Yes. To Luke. I, yeah, I, I go exclusive to, to, to Rumble hey, afterwards the, the, as well. The Kyles and Karens are here, and this is where you got to reach the normies. The, this, and, 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 and there is something about watering down your message in order to allow more of the general public to hear it. And then we talked about this last time. We kind of slowly, slowly bring them in here, slowly oh, bring there, them to Rumble, no and question. then beat them over the head with some like hardcore <laughs> Truths on rumble.com forward slash we are changing. I want to say a bunch of other stuff of what we're going to be exposing you to at Rumble, but but I can't because this YouTube video would get taken down here. But just really quick before we transfer over, Viva, where can people find you? Because we're leaving uh, the, the, the cyber uh, gulag known as YouTube. <laughs> uh, on Rumble, Viva Fry. On Twitter, the Viva Fry. On locals, vivabarnslaw.locals.com. Uh, we've got a massive, wonderful community out there, so everybody knows where to find it. But if you Google Viva Fry, you'll find everything. Uh, Clint Russell, uh, as of now, I don't know if I'll ever have a Twitter account again. Let's hope I do. Uh, in the meantime, you can go follow me on Instagram, Liberty Lockdown. Uh, also, make sure that you subscribe on Rumble to Liberty Lockdown so you can watch my episode later tonight with Kim Iverson as we talk about her multiple weeks that she spent in the West Bank of Palestine a few years ago. It's a very interesting conversation. I think you'll find it enlightening. We should get her on the show. I, but, I invited but, her. I, I like having shows in real life, so so thank you, Viva, for, for, for coming here. Stephanie, where can people find you? At Steph, we are change on Instagram and at Steph, WRC on Twitter. Go to Rumble! What are you doing here on this platform? <laughs> you only get Mr. Beast and what's that other guy named? Lex Friedman. That's all you got here, okay? And PewDiePie, and, come on. And, no, PewDiePie's no longer doing anything. He's, like, retired. He's, like, doing, like, small things in, like, Japan. Like, oh. that are just, like, normal kind of things. just yeah. sent me a DM on Twitter asking for nudes. <laughs> really? What's Clint? up with that? Clint. <laughs> I've been waiting for that joke for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I hope you sent them. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. But seriously, if you are on YouTube, what are you doing? Go over it right now. Rumble.com. Right now, look, just, just go to the browser, rumble.com, scroll down, where we are absolutely obliterating the next guy next to us, and that, of course, is Shamer, who is a, a, a pathetic uh, a rumbler, who is a pathetic streamer. We have no love for him. He's doing very poorly. We're dominating him. Let's go dominate him even more by going to <laughs> rumble.com forward slash we are change, rumble.com, and let's beat out this very... A hateful person who clearly looks like he is not doing too well. Clearly, the guy hits the bottle too many times. Look at him. Look at this face here. Look at this expression. Look at us. Happy, smiling, cheering. Look at look at that. You can look at the vibrations here. Look at look at the look at look at the difference. There's a difference. Do not click on Shamer's channel. Click on the We Are Change <laughs> channel. Rumble.com forward slash We Are Change. We're logging off right now. Rumble.com. Go there. Enough of you guys don't do this. I don't know what you're doing. The future of free speech literally depends on you taking your fat fingers. Just rumble. R-U-M-B-L-E dot C-O-M. Just go there. That's all you got to do. Don't click on the on, on the demonic uh, Irish man uh, by mistake. You don't want to do that. Trust me. Click on the very happy, <laughs> smiling faces here on Rubble. I love you guys. Thank you again so much for watching. Again, we're, we're also going to have a big guest later on this week. Um, 
Two big guests. Two big guests later on this week. So yeah, Uh, stay tuned for that plus more. Okay, we have officially turned off YouTube. We are turning off FedBook, and now let me turn off this other FedBook here. And the first word is going to be a swear word. Wait, wait, twenty seconds. We got uh, we got a twenty second delay. Actually, it's going to be a three letter Uh, word that's going to be bad. It starts with a J. Jay? Wow. Uh-oh. Hold on. What, <laughs> okay, there's a joke what? in there that was actually <laughs> mildly unintended. <laughs> All right, we're, we're actually we actually have a decent presence on on Rumble, which is which is awesome to see because some some of the times I, I wasn't as as heavy handed as I was with the so, transition, yeah. but but you kind of have to be because people like it easy, they like it convenient, but we need to go over to Rumble, especially with the larger fight that's happening right now over, of course, the Steven Crowder story that is being censored by Facebook, by Google, by YouTube, and even some accusations of that story being censored on, of course, X. As, of course, Steven Crowder released what appears to be the first three pages of the manifesto from this deranged human being in Tennessee that went up and shot up a school, showing, of course, uh, a narrative shift away from the corporate media, exposing how they were filled with hate against particularly white people and white individuals. This story, um, again, we're still waiting to get all the details here. There's still a lot of murky details about what actually was going on here. But I think that the censorship and and the removing of this conversation, I think, uh, exposes a lot of the current system that we're under, which I would only describe as a cyber gulag, where the narrative is tightly controlled, unless you are on Rumble or on Twitter. But Twitter is even in question now. Are, are we are we on Rumble We're and free. off? We're free. Good. I was going to say the three-letter J word was the jab. It turns out it was neither safe nor effective. But yes. there's a, there, there, was a, there was another double-angle joke to that uh, coming from me. Um, I, I guessed what it was, yeah. <laughs> it was not bad. But yes, uh, the, as it turns out we've been lied to about everything. And what they're doing now to this story, which is uh, what's the, the murderer's name? Um you don't have to. I don't like saying their names. Okay, good. I, because I, this is this is another thing that corporate media does. They do this copycat copycat uh, uh, effect. Whenever you have someone run onto the football field during a football game, people see that and they do it again. Very similar things happen with mass ab- shootings. Absolutely. And this is why, as an independent media organization, I make an effort not to show their face, not to give them any names, and to try to focus on the actual victims here. Because when you do that, psychologically, you prevent a lot of these mass shootings from happening, which. I believe there is a, a certain element that should be questioned in the realm of potentially even as far as discussing MK Ultra and SSRIs and mind control that could be uh, something that is worth considering when it comes to seeing these deranged individuals who act the same way, who write on their rifles the same way and have the same kind of similar messaging over and over again as they keep copycatting each other, as the corporate media keeps promoting them and showing their faces and making them infamous. It, it, this was actually sort of my dilemma when when Crowder broke the story is like okay he's challenging everybody to say you, you have to retweet it if you don't you're part of the problem flip side I, I agree with you Luke entirely it's a known fact that, that this type of coverage creates the copycats creates the people who create a competition among themselves to see who can get the highest number and I don't I don't like talking about it I don't like putting that juju out in the universe there I said the word now um, <laughs> but um, so so when when Crowder breaks it it's like I you know I want to retweet it I don't want to be part of the hashtag because that feels that feels cheap and tawdry but the story needs to be discussed exactly and more important than the story needing to be discussed it needs to be highlighted what other stories has Facebook Twitter social media and intelligence censored covered up and lied about I know 
Go back to Hunter Biden exactly. is, is the big one. And they're doing it here. They're doing it here in real time. I didn't test to see whether or not the images would get censored on Instagram. I have no doubt they would be. Like I, I tried to subscribe to Tim Kennedy on Instagram after hitting him on Rogan. And yeah, lo and behold, he doesn't come up. He doesn't populate. Once you get to him, you have to click, I agree that uh, he spreads disinformation and I still want to follow him. Yep. It's, it's, it's the true. same thing happened to me. Uh, people tried to follow me and they kept sending these messages like, hey, uh, Instagram doesn't want me following you because it says you spread disinformation. You and it's like, warning, are you sure you really want to follow this person that spreads disinformation? <laughs> and I'm like, you motherfuckers. Like, fuck you, you piece <laughs> of shit, degenerate <laughs> central controllers, fucking control freaks. Fuck you. It pisses me off because it's like, you know, th th that's well, the main avenue. That's the main way to communicate with people. Wh what have and you all got the yoga chicks are there, too. What have yeah, you gotten wrong? Do you, do, you, do you know of yes, one story yes, in particular? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, the one particular story that they got me after was highlighting a picture from Davos with all the private jets. And it was a picture that happened, I believe, in 2012. But the meeting that I was referencing was in 2015. But there was the same amount of, of private jets. Uh, I think the number even increased the number of private jets that were flown into Davos. I showed an older picture. And then they said, this is fake news. This is not uh, this is not Davos. This is Davos eight years ago. And I'm like, it still proves my point. Um, and, and you're just you're just going after like some nuanced things that doesn't even have any context to this, because the whole point was about carbon tax. Well, uh, like and it was a satirical post saying something to the akin of, you know, make sure you're watching your carbon tax as these rich guys fly in on private jets telling you how much carbon you could have. Mm -hmm. well, something like that. Mind you that it was Fauci and the entire health establishment of the federal government that was tweeting out safe and effective. Go get your jabs, blah, blah, blah. You'll be safer. You'll be better off. You'll, there's no doubt. Downside. It's 100% safe and 100% effective. How many fucking lives were ruined because of that? And now, because he puts a fucking photo up that's a few years older than it says, that's that's enough. But these people continue to fucking lie to us 24-7. It's infuriating. Yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't even arguing that this was from that year. I never even made that point. But they were like, no, this is fake. We have to it, take it down. We have to deny it from everyone. It's the... it's the, the, say, Some people say hierarchy. Others say double standard. It's just lawlessness. CNN, how many stories did they get wrong? I mean, I don't know if it was CNN in particular the removal of the martin martin luther king bus from the white house bullshit the uh shithole countries turned out to be bunk yeah uh, well, weapons of mass destruction by, by the new so york times it, bullshit nicholas sandman Nicola, bullshit. One after good the people other. on both sides if that's the standard that the other then apply it to everybody and not just to dissident voices so that you can further silence them so that the systematic liars rachel maddow get the jab it prevents transmission Disinformation. They should, they should be the ones that you should be hard to find. But it's not. It's just a question of silencing the dissenting voices and the ones who get it more right than more wrong. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. There's a new article by the Daily Mail that is titled "DHS Officials Created a Disinformation Group at Stanford University to quote help censor Americans' speech on social media ahead of the 2020 elections." Bombshell emails reveal. Is this As, is new. This is, is new. This just came out uh, today by the Daily Mail, uh, and they specifically talked about how a House Judiciary Committee released a lot of these documents and talked about them specifically a part of the election integrity partnership that was created to censor speech. I love the Orwellian name that they kind of give themselves as, of course, it clearly went after conservatives. It clearly, clearly went after dissident voices. It clearly went after anyone daring to question the political establishment. Now, if they did it in 2020, which I believe it had a very detrimental effect on the election, it had a very detrimental effect for Donald Trump. I truly do believe Donald Trump would have became president of the United States if there wasn't 
this amount of political censorship. And there's studies that actually prove it, specifically when it comes to the Hunter Biden story. But it's not just the Hunter Biden story. There was a lot of different stories that were downranked, that were demonetized, that were hidden away from the general public. There's a lot of subscribers that are being unsubscribed. Our YouTube channel, again, I'm working my butt off. This whole entire month, I haven't taken a day off. We started to do live streams. We started to do more shorts. We're expanding our efforts and we're losing 600, 700 subscribers on YouTube. How does that make sense? It doesn't, as of course, even my own family members, even other influencers that are now are coming to me and saying, hey, I've been unsubscribed from your channel. I didn't do it. I want to see your stuff. I, 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 I like your stuff, but I'm unsubscribed for some reason. And uh, they control everything. And this is why being on Rumble is so key and so important. Luke, intelligence interfered with the 2020 yep. election. For, every, for everybody out there who says, and there's a lot of idiots uh, I want to say Tristan Snell, Lawrence Tribe, a lot of people who say the election interference is bunk, it's disproven. It was, if the only thing that was done was censoring the Hunter Biden story, intelligence covering it up, that alone had a determinative effect on the outcome of the election. And it was intelligence that did it to Americans. Americans, if they, you know, I should say the left side of the aisle, if they had um, any sort of self-respect, should be livid about this. Whether or not they would have voted the same way, they are being coddled and treated like idiots that they can't handle the truth, as the cliche goes, and they have intelligence interfering with the election, and nobody should ever forget that. If that was the only thing they did, they messed with the 2020 election. Yeah, there's a person on Rumble that just left a comment. It was last line saying, blue tube can't be trusted. And it's not just uh, YouTube or blue tube, as you call it. It's literally the U.S. federal government and the intelligence agencies pulling the strings of these social media companies, telling them what to do. And they've been doing it from the very beginning, ever since, of course, the Q Intel funding, ever since, of course, the involvement of the intelligence agencies and the Pentagon and the deep state and all these shadowy bureaucrats and figures that helped create the social media well, that we are on. Let me let me add to what Viva was saying with the, the state, or not the State Department, but the CIA or the FBI, but just broadly, the intelligence agencies that were manipulating our, our decision-making processes with the election let's take it back five years when they fucking framed donald mm -hmm. trump for treason hello is that not interference in our election when you you fucking you try and uh what's it called fabricate. impeach you oh. well you fabricate and then you impeach the guy based off of shit that largely joe biden is actually guilty of mind yeah. you Hil Hil hillary clinton was denying the election results saying yeah. russia interfered with it. she's never she's not going to court for that she's well, not being well, charged that. she's not being indicted for this they they set up the whole Russia collusion narrative in 2016, and it and unfortunately he still got elected. They've been doing it over and over and over again. Until, you know, Alex Jones says you know they have one move and they just keep reusing it, mutatis mutandis. It's 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 outrageous. But uh, I lost my thought there. It was about the election interference. Hold on. It's coming back. It'll come back. Are, oh, they, are, are they going to be interfering in this upcoming election? They, because they, they already, already are with the, <laughs> the Stephen well, Jinx. Oh, right? The election integrity. Pro sorry, that's the EIP. Okay. And I was going to look for the video when Matt Taibbi was breaking down the um, Twitter, uh, Twitter gates, Twitter gate, Twitter leaks, whatever it is. And then you have, uh, you know, the, the professional propagandist Mehdi Hassan coming out and saying he got it wrong. He said that the EIP was working with the government when they weren't. I'm sorry. There's a video when they were streaming where they said, we are doing what the government can't do directly and they are using us to do it because the government can't do it themselves. So create this 
or we have this third independent body, allegedly the Election Integrity Partnership, that's going to censor disinformation because the government can't do it directly. And they said the quiet part out loud. But they fund them. So it's it's still a government cutout. Absolutely. It's, it circumvents the Bill of Rights. It's transparently trying to undermine your God-given right to communicate with your fellow man. I, I don't know how people aren't more enraged about this. I, again, not a Trump supporter, but I can still see this for fucking what it is. They have an, all, another huge story that they fucking uh, suppressed that Luke alluded to was the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Imagine when I was actually being suspended from Twitter under the old guard, imagine we could have had that conversation the, the lead up to the election saying, hey, Anthony Fauci was actually the one that was responsible for the funding of gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He used EcoHealth and Peter Daszak as a cutout to do so. And this is a man-made virus that we're dealing with. This is a man-made pandemic. And Donald Trump has been duped into putting this scumbag in charge of fixing it. Well, that was news that we probably needed before we voted for Joe Biden, isn't it? But we didn't get any of that. It's evil. Yeah, absolutely. As, of course, right now, YouTube is literally deleting people's YouTube videos when it comes to, of course, uh, uh, questioning the narrative and questioning the official story of a mass shooting that happened in, of course, oh, Tennessee. Now I don't want to jinx it. I put, I put up my entire stream from Rumble uh, yesterday with Barnes up on YouTube. The intro, I talked about the uh, the mass shooting yep. and, and, the, and the manifesto. It's still up, but I don't, I don't care anymore. Like I, I've, I've had my one strike, which was an interview with Dr. Francis Christian. There's a freaking doctor right. talking about the jab. This was back when I was covering the Ottawa protests. And YouTube comes in and says, what Dr. Francis Christian said was medical misinformation. And they uh, gave me a, you know one of those warnings. Yep. Uh, but it's... Um, I had Dr. Robert Malone, and, and it was still, I knew I knew that I would be suspended for what he said during that interview, because it was over a year ago when we still weren't really allowed to talk about any of this stuff. It's just it's just criminal what they're doing. Yep. I just really want to emphasize how criminal it is. We have, we have experts in the field, leading experts, Dr. Peter McCullough, Robert Malone. Uh, yeah, the list goes on and on, and they were all deplatformed from everywhere. And guess what? They were all actually telling the truth. And yep. I think they're coming back now with something with HCQ suggesting that it might actually be helpful where the censorship killed people yeah and, and literally not to be no doubt yeah it no resulted doubt. in people's deaths locking people down telling them that was going to work led to death directly it's not it's not like a hyperbolic statement saying that certain treatments didn't work uh not promoting certain treatments or or even behavior which would work yep. the censorship killed people and for those who want to talk about other people having blood on their hands from disinformation they are in fact the ones obviously well, accusing the doctors others of the doctors killed people they tied people down they, they put them in induced comas they gave them remdesivir they gave them all this oxygen and then they did tiktok dances as people literally <laughs> died of kidney failure and organ failure the doctors literally murdered people with their direct response against covid from the very fucking beginning and all the mainline experts elon musk kind of alluded to this even a couple days ago but if you look at all the individuals and then to add insult to injury family members were even denied access to their loved ones when the doctors were fucking murdering them that's how fucking evil that's how fucking cruel this entire system will be where they will call you a grandma killer as they're literally the fucking grandma killer yep. they're but, but the murderers look, they're the fucking evil motherfuckers killing people 
And then they they have the fucking gall to call you a fucking grandma killer. No, but they filled up they filled up a little rubber glove with warm water and put it on the hand of the oh, dying. Yeah, grandma. that makes so it okay. So that no, makes they, it totally they, they fine. They got comfort yeah. in their final moments. Yeah, yeah. You can you can hug your grandkid through some fucking saran wrap. Enjoy enjoy the last how fucking last retarded hours of your life. How fucking <laughs> fucking absolutely just demonic and retarded. This entire fucking it, thing it, exposed it, how just utterly corrupted and fucked this entire it, system it, is. It drives me crazy because like. Obviously, my show is named Liberty Lockdown, so I like. I, this is what I'm very passionate about. Is what got me into this scene in the first place. But I, I'm still, I'm also a very forgiving person, and I very much want to move on, but I can't because no one's paying a price for what they did to us. Mm-hmm. And it's like just because we continue to bring this up, they'll be like, ah, you know, COVID's so 2021, we're past it. I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no these fuck people not. have to be in fucking but, jail, but, man. And not just that, these are the same people who are now driving us into World War Three exactly. on various other fronts. And that's it's, why they have to pay a price because if they don't then they're going to fucking continue to ruin the world or they're just going to release another virus especially if donald trump becomes president oh of the united God, states yeah. why wouldn't they do that they did it the first time i believe I, I i go further than a lot of other people i believe that this weapon was made in the wuhan laboratory and then deliberately released on the general public in order to push on a lot of the global warming policies that could never be passed because of global warming they needed another excuse to of course take away more rights more money more influence more wealth more prosperity from the general public and in my opinion they engineered this larger psychological psyop and physical war against individuals with an engineered bioweapon that they let loose on the world deliberately and, and, some as, people say it's an accident the fuck it's not when you look at everything that they got away with everything that they did when you look at these moves in 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 in, in a way where you kind of step back all of it kind of makes sense that this was fucking deliberate well and as viva was saying it's it's not overstating it to say that these protocols cost people's people's lives but let me just add to that we're still losing lives to this day because of these decisions the lockdowns have i think permanently fractured a huge percentage Absolutely. of the global mind like the outlook on life people are devastated by what happened over those, well, not, those not years that, like it also you know going to they wanted to do some of these things for the the climate crisis but you could never get people to adopt these 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 strategies uh for that but you break them and you get them to tolerate the intolerable, uh, you know, normalize the abnormal. Yep. Lockdown, social isolation, to call it social distancing. I mean, they, they've broken a generation of people. Oh, so by the way, not just to say not for nothing, excess deaths are, as far as I know, higher now than they were during the pandemic. That's one hell of a statistic to, um, to, try, to, to try to get your mind around. But no, they, they've broken a generation. They have made people think as normal that which is a crime against humanity. I, you talk about forgiving. I can forgive maybe the low-level people who yeah, succumb too. to fear, but they can never be in a decision in a position to make Correct. decisions again. The upper-level ones, we. I was. I said it before. I was slow to get on the Nuremberg 2.0 hashtag. I'm thoroughly on it now. Jail. Automatically jail. After just like that trial, Venezuelan dude. After a fair <laughs> yeah. trial. Yeah. Sure. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You fishing without a license? Jail. jail. Automatically. Undercook the chicken? Jail. Yeah. Overcook yeah. the chicken? Jail. I've been in Venezuela. It's just like that. It's absolutely <laughs> horrifying. We got a rumble rant by Mason32NZ who wrote, What does this button do? And I think he sent a gif of a pug <laughs> dancing. So, Mason32NZ, thank you thank for you. your rumble rant. We really appreciate you. Uh, I think we also got another one here by Hans 1PK saying it was a test of system. How far can we mm-hmm. push the people? And yeah, I, I agree. Hans 1PK, I think that's exactly what was happening here. And a lot of people failed that test. And again, a lot of people gave the benefit of the doubt in the, in the very beginning. 
Uh, but then I, I, I think it was pretty clear once they started to cheer on Black Lives Matter protests as something that helps the virus and then and then protests that were critical of the lockdowns that were bad for everyone. I, I, I think that was the moment that, that people realized this is a fucking Ponzi game. This is a scheme and they will fucking lie about every aspect of this, no matter how incredulous, in order just to get their fucking way. So uh, shouts out to Rumble. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about your experiences uh, working with them, uh, Viva, because you've been working with them longer. Okay. We struck a deal with them. Uh, Steven Crowder's on there. I don't know why they have the shamer guy on there, but that's I'm not even going to get into <laughs> I, that. It took me a while yeah. to realize you know who that it's the shamer that I yeah. know. Yeah, it's okay. uh, I thought you were just shamer. picking, picking on somebody who you didn't know. On Rumble. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's vicious, Luke. I mean, he um, just looked, he, he he was asking for it. The way he looked in that <laughs> thumbnail. Yeah. My goodness well, gracious! I, 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 I mean, I, find... uh, hearts and uh, you know, hearts and prayers <laughs> I was for the, the, the drunk the Irish York... man. Do you remember the headline when the New York Times said uh, protesting? Uh, uh, what did they say? Uh, election gatherings versus b- protests. Right. Depends on what you're protesting. That I, I I was off the wagon when they started padlocking the outdoor dog runs, and I'm like, okay. You've lost your ever-loving minds, and uh, that was about April 2020. About April 2020. They arrested people for being in parks and being on the beach. I remember going <laughs> through a, a national park, and I was like, there's fucking yellow tape here? Fuck this shit. I'm going in anyway. Like, the fuck? Do you remember what the, yeah. one of the first viral videos where they were putting arrows on the sidewalk, and there was a woman fl- flipping out about it? I think, I want to say it was in Boston or Massachusetts because of the accent. It's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not following your house. And I remember thinking, okay, you're overreacting a little bit at the time. But my nope. goodness, uh, she, she was not overreacting she, she was whatsoever. Not. <laughs> well, I mean, no one knew how, how deep it was going to go. I mean, multiple years of this nonsense. I, I was I was in San Diego at the time, and they were pulling fucking surfers out of the ocean. And it, arresting them, and, yeah. and literally giving them tickets, handcuffing them. There's people walking on a beach, and if they were walking on the beach, the police officers would literally accost them. Yep. There was one video of one guy running away, and everyone was cheering on, and they were like, yes, yes, he They did filled it. in skate he parks did, with he sand. Did yeah, they they yeah. pepper Sprayed a dude at Tim Hortons in Canada because he wasn't wearing a face mask. So in the midst of a respiratory virus pandemic, uh, they pepper spray somebody in the face for not wearing a mask. Which made him cough, cough, by the way. Which if he did have, oh, it, they beat they beat the ever loving <laughs> piss out of him. And as they well. censored anyone daring to, of course, ask questions yeah. about it. But the worst thing, they gave everyone a bioweapon just in order to fight the bioweapon that we still don't know the long term consequences of. As of course, the two lead frontrunners were some of the biggest advocates for this fucking. Bioweapon, in my opinion, uh, that they still never really kind of uh, spoke out against, and that's Biden and and Donald Trump. That yeah, still Trump are is, the biggest promoters he of this. He's he's, yeah. he's gotta get. He's gonna have his moment where he's gonna be able to do a little one eighty and say, "I didn't know what they withheld from me, and now I can throw them under the bus." I hope I so. thought it was good. And he's got another argument. If he's listening, the argument was that Operation Warp Speed was never intended to be a one size fits all vaccination campaign for six months and older. It was intended to find a solution for the most vulnerable while finding. Th- therapeutic uh, treatments for the not-so-vulnerable, but it turned into a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, yeah, and they got rid of liability. That's the biggest fucking issue. They got rid of liability. They got rid of the, the studies. They got rid of the tests. And Pfizer was literally able to fudge the data, give us a fucking rushed experimental fucked-up product that fucked a lot of people up, and then they, they were able to profit off of it handsomely. That, to me, is one of the biggest criminal aspects of the government that abused its power that they need to be held accountable for because they're going to do it again if you, they don't. You, you saw... You you saw the purchase agreement, the supply and supply and purchase agreements out of South Africa, yep. the redacted version out of Canada, which is by and large the same. And India as well, they I rejected mean, it. Do you remember like, when, when someone told me it was an experimental vaccine or experimental gene therapy? And I remember this was back in the day where I was, I wasn't on board, but I was like, I, you know, I'm still reluctant. 
And then you go to the NIH's website and it refers to it as an experimental vaccine. And then they say, oh, it's not gene therapy because some nitpicking wordsmith of the devil in the fact check. It was an experimental gene therapy. And uh, I'd say, like, had I known then what I know now, they would have had to tie me down to inject me with it. Um, but uh, I, I, and at the time, it's like, okay, well, how bad, how dangerous can it be? And I remember Malone talking about spike proteins and I, like an idiot, in as many mistakes as I've made, I never, ever, ever pushed anybody or promoted or tolerated any of this discriminatory nonsense. But I was like, well, how, how damaging can it possibly be? And my goodness, do I now know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is what we know now. What we're going to find out later mm -hmm. probably will even be shocking and terrifying well, to yeah, more people. The uh, we, we got another Rumble rant by Hans1PK saying potatoes will take over the world. I highly doubt that. Oh, um, shamer fan. Get uh, out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's another joke that I was going to make on the Tim Pool show when me and him were on. I, I almost got that show taken down because I made that joke about the sheep. Uh, but, but there's another joke I was going to make uh, about him uh, make specifically with how many how many potatoes um, does it take to kill an Irishman? And then he was going to say, how many? I was going to say zero. Uh, <laughs> Mason, 3-2-N-Z. Also, I, I got that. That's also, dark. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mason, 3-2-N-Z, has another rumble rant saying, quote, I lost my job by refusing to get the COVID vaccine and Based. trying to work from home. I was making bank at the peak of my career as a full stack developer at the best place you can work in my country. Mason, 3-2-N-Z. Get a lawyer and fight for your rights. As of course, a lot of the people that listened to the, the messages that I put out on LukeUnfiltered.com, I was telling them specifically, do not quit. Do not walk away. Let them fire you. Document everything. As of course, there's going to be legal cases after this where you could actually get some restitution. A lot of people are getting a lot of restitution. There's a lot of aspects here of what happened here that violated so many different laws, violated so many different protocols, and there there is a way to have some of your grievances heard. Uh, another ramble rant by Hassan 1PK saying they took away buying seeds in, in MI. Is in that Michigan. true? Yeah, this Michigan? Was when, it's not, it's not exactly like that. It's when they sealed off the non-essential items of smaller stores, so they put like little cordon sections yes. around. Right. See, so it wasn't... When you, when you fact check that, by the way, they're going to say, well, that's false because because what they did, you see, was they just sectioned off certain non-essential items, uh, you know, for safety. I went into a pharmacy in Quebec when, when we were on lockdowns. They literally saran-wrapped birthday cards. They saran-wrapped uh, socks, which I thought was kind of weird because socks kind of seem essential. Batteries. But no, so, yeah, they, they, they didn't want pe you know non-essential seeds. And then, really, if you want to create conspiracy theories and, and, and what's the word? I won't say not psychosis, but if you want to create real strong suspicions that might be detached from reality, paranoia, lock, lock off the seeds and then to have people, you got to stay home, wow. go get a, go get a cheeseburger to get your vax and you can't grow any of your own food. Mm. And but, you can't you know, go to the gym either, but you it, could go to Walmart and you could go to the liquor store. That's totally fine. Drive through yep. liquor stores. You exactly. can't go to drive through church, but you can go get your drive through liquor. I want to talk about Israel in just a little bit. I'm going to oh read boy. off one, uh, one <laughs> oh, more oh, oh, rumble. Oh. <laughs> let's, let's move on to the light subject of the evening. <laughs> uh, we say we saved it for the best here. Uh, we got another uh, rumble rant by Berea Patel saying, Great book, Pandemic Panic, How Canadian Government Response to COVID-19 Changed Civil Liberties Forever by the Canadian Constitution Foundation. Uh, thank you guys for... We got a couple rumble rants here. Astro Sweet saying, The worst part of censorship is blank, 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 and blank. <laughs> I write, Viva? Question mark. Thank you so much. USA Freedom Rings gave another super chat saying, Make wood chippers great again. 
Oof, line them up at Gitmo. Again, uh, not calling for any violence. Again, this was just a super chat that someone made here. Finboy Slick says, CHUM Hospital in Montreal had metazoloma made drugs as its official protocol for elderly COVID patients. And hey, Viva, how's that mullet coming along? You don't have a mullet? No, Finboy Slick is from... uh, Finboy, it's good to see you here again. CHUM is the Communauté Hospitalité de Université de Montréal or something. It's the... uh, Ooh. Yeah, it's it's, a... I'm a wreck. Um, the mullet's not coming. The mullet is not. Although one day, man, we'll see what kind of fundraiser we could do. Just shave it right down the side. This is what it would look like if I tie up the hair a little bit up here. There we go. Oh, that's that's something. That's like not a, a mullet. Does that and he speaks French. Pretty pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. All right, let's get into the most non-controversial topic of all, and that is, of course, uh, geopolitics inside of the Middle East right now. <laughs> as of course, free speech is essential. And I, I do have to be a little bit critical of, of some of the individuals, even a part of alternative media that have been calling for censorship. There's a lot of other censorship efforts right now to cancel individuals like Rashida Talib. There's another censorship efforts for Roger Waters. They came out and made some very kind of off the wall comments that I absolutely disagree with. But for, for there to be efforts to cancel individuals because of something that they said that was repugnant or disgusting, I think is something that we got to be extremely careful of, as of course, a lot of people have been flip-flopping on their principles. I want to get into what Rashida Talib kind of said here as we have a Daily uh, Mail article describing how she said Palestines are, quote, human beings and defended uh, her right to criticize Israel in speech, tearing into colleagues for advancing bill to censor her for calling Hamas attacks resistance against the apartheid state. Now, I, I think it's fair to say that what Hamas did uh, during that attack wasn't a resistance attack. It was an attack on innocent civilians. It was an attack on some military installations, but there was a crap ton of innocent civilians that were killed, that were tortured, that were kidnapped, and that to me is not resistance. That is terrorism. Uh, uh, but I, I think it's fair to say that uh, what she said here um, is, is something that doesn't make sense, isn't logical. Should she be censured for it? Should she be canceled for it is the question. The, well, this is where when you get into a realm where words cease to have meanings. And so you say, Luke, it's a clear terrorist attack because they went after non-military targets. And you're going to have people like Talib who are going to say, um, occupants or the occupiers in occupied territories are by definition military targets. They're, they're on occupied land. They shouldn't. Be. I mean, that's going to be the argument. And then it just becomes a question of whether or not you bastardize language to say, well, uh, a child, a settler is a legitimate military target and it's resistance and not terrorism. I mean, th- th- it's the old it's the old paradigm. You know, one man's terrorist is another man's resistance fighter. It goes back before this, me living through this the third time in my lifetime. Lived through the first intifada, the second intifada. It's the exact same cycle over and over again. It just seems that this is a different scale. With the advent of social media, it's on a different amplification level. Uh, but you either accept that Hamas is a terrorist organization or you don't. They're a designated terrorist organization in Canada. I suspect it's the same in America. And if you have a member of Congress saying this terrorist organization engaged in not in terrorism but in resistance by killing however many people and set aside the cause of death because one of the, you know, the, the, the convenient confusion points is how these people, babies were killed and whether or not they were decapitated as if that changed it. Okay, they were humanely killed. They weren't decapitated afterwards. They didn't, they didn't desecrate it, the it dead halal. bodies. It was kosher. No, but they, they, yeah. they didn't desecrate Jesus. the dead bodies, but they just killed, they, they just desecrated their living bodies. So setting all that aside, unless we're in a world right now where we don't agree that 1,400, give or take, innocent, non-military Israelis and non-Israelis were killed, 
Well, I don't know what you do then. If you say, okay, 1,400 innocent Israelis and non-Israelis, because there were Ethiopians, there were, there were caregivers who were not Israelis, were killed, and you say, well, that's resistance, I don't know where you go from there. And then if you say, okay, fine, it's terrorism, it's the predictable lashing out of what happens after 70 years of occupation, that's a separate argument then. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you could critique those statements, and I think they do deserve to be uh, critiqued. I do deserve, I, I think they do deserve to be absolutely criticized. Uh, but, but should we go as far as to cancel those individuals? Well, because some you, of those individuals are being canceled and their careers are being kind of brought up in a way where the establishment is saying, that's not okay to say, we're going to take away your livelihood now. Uh, is, well, where, do you, where, where do we draw the line? Because that's something that I'm having a hard time answering myself. Because it's like, how do you answer that? Because is it a call for violence? Is it is it just free speech? Where are the lines? Because they seem very blurred right now. They, and a they, lot of people just jumping on particular issues based on their own particular um, take on the matter. Well, the, the, it is a very blurred line. It's a, it's a blurred line to some extent. I mean, there's, there's clear-cut cases where you say calling for the immediate death or whatever, supporting, materially supporting terrorism. Like actually doing it not with, I don't know, opaque words that someone says, well, that that qualifies as material support for terrorism. Elected officials, I mean, that's what elections are for. If they say things that are terrible, that's what the elections are for. Where it gets, I mean, I'll just think of the one example where I say, like, I don't know what the, what the line is. Uh, an airline pilot who says, I support Hamas. Okay, well, you know, when, you, when, when your political positions compromise the ability that anyone can have a, a faith in you to do your mm -hmm. job without, you know, certain things, there I can understand it's not just your political views that you're being canceled for. It's the interference that they have with the job that you have and a reasonable one at that. Uh, other people, no, everyone should be free to say what they want. I don't, I, you know, I, I haven't blocked anybody on Twitter. I, I haven't called for censorship on Twitter. Uh, what I said that the bot issues on Twitter is a big problem. Oh, yeah. and, and the overall environment on Twitter is unpleasantly toxic now. But that's what it is. If I don't like it, I'll leave. Uh, but that, there's, there's a very small, thin line. If it's a designated terrorist organization and you're actively supporting it and you have a job that requires, you know, your politics not to fuck with the person's the business, the, the, you're free to say what you want and your employer is free to say this is going to compromise my ability to have a welcoming uh, business for the public. It's going to well, compromise the ability to have faith that no one's going to crash the plane because of their faith, their, their belief in I, something. I think that the issue is that. You have Talib saying this about Hamas, but you also have Lindsey Graham and Nikki Haley that are saying things like finish them and flatten them and and uh, make it a parking and, lot. Yeah, it's make it make it a parking lot. lot carpet bomb. Awesome. You had that. You had that Knesset member or you know someone underneath Netanyahu who who said you know it's it's worth considering nuking Gaza. And that wasn't the only suspended. statement he made. He also made a statement saying everyone in Gaza is of course uh, a, a non-civilian. Yes, Everyone's a exactly. combatant inside which, of Gaza, which is an extreme statement. That's analogous to Hamas saying that everyone in occupied exactly. territories is a legitimate yeah. military this target. This is exactly my point, is that there are people on both sides of this that I think take it way too far. I still am not of the belief that you should you know, be deplatformed for, for having uh, what I think is a fucking crazy-ass opinion. Um, so I'm, I'm always going to side on, on free speech, open dialogue. We need to be having more conversations. I've had multiple debates about this issue. Uh, Viva and I come down largely on separate sides of this issue. Um, but I, I still respect him. And I think that we will, we will ultimately only find peace if we can have conversations. Well, What's separate that? side of what issue? The free speech or the conflict itself? No, 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 itself? no, no. Sorry, the, <laughs> the conflict itself. No, I, well, dude, I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm not new. I don't want to say nuance for the sake of nuance. I, I've, I've lived through this. This is not a discussion I ever like having because nobody, nobody budges one way or the other. And I can have the argument with myself. Hamas is, Hamas is a terrorist organization. Okay, yes. flip argument. 
Netanyahu financed them. Yep. He funded them so that he could use them as a wedge issue between PLO and keep the keep the Palestine Palestinian you know occupied territory separate. I understand that too. That doesn't change the solution. I don't yep. like Netanyahu. I don't trust Netanyahu. Is he going to use this as a pretext not to level Gaza, but to expand the borders? And it's going to be another 1967. We didn't start the war, but we gained some land in, in our response to it. In which case, Probably. you can have a lot of people say this sounds like a Lee Hop or a me hop. Uh, let it happen on purpose, made it happen on purpose. Mm -hmm. And Netanyahu, who is politically in turmoil, can now use this to become a wartime prime minister. We're not talking about the, 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 the corruption and the internal politics of Israel anymore. And what's going to happen is you're going to evacuate a million Gazans and then say, come back when this is over, when it's leveled to the ground. And then you just get, people are obviously going to say this was a pretext to expand the borders, whether or not that's a lasting solution. And then you have to do, you know, you have to commit certain crimes in order to have a lasting peace. I can have this argument with myself. It's just not fun having it on internet because people <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not an it's not an easy conversation to to be had, but I think it's a very important one to be had. It, I, and I think the most difficult conversations usually are because a lot of people jump down people's throat. A lot of people automatically react and they're like, "You got to pick a side. You got to be on this side." And I'm like, "Can we just not murder people? Can we just not not excuse radicalism on on both sides here? Could, could we at least respect the innocents that are caught up in the middle and have to deal with sociopathic government officials that literally want to?" See other people murdered. Can we just stop that? that uh, what drives know? me crazy is you'll have one one side of the divide will say, well, six or seven thousand Palestinians over the past fifteen years taken out by IDF through a variety of means, and so then they will totally discount the fourteen hundred innocent Israelis that were murdered brutally, or, uh, they'll, or they'll deny and say I didn't see video, or then you show them the video and say, well, that doesn't show what you said it showed, and I, if I yeah, don't see well, the decapitated babies, it didn't happen. I've seen the video of the rave, and it's. Horrific. So I, I highly recommend you don't look it up unless you really have to see it to believe it. Um, but then on, on the flip side of that, the Israeli side, the Ben Shapiro side will oftentimes argue like, look, sure, it's tragic that, you know, innocents are being killed in Gaza right now. But then they just completely really are dismissing it because you've had three to four thousand children that have been blown up over the past month. And it's like. Can I? Can I? Allegedly, still... those numbers haven't been verified. Those are the numbers from Hamas. Hamas is saying no, that Hamas it was said ten thousand, ten thousand twenty-two, uh, and then there was a couple thousand. Uh, I think th that number you said. But again, that, that, those numbers haven't been verified. But it, it is fair to say Trust there has me. been it's a, a big, uh, this, yeah, there has been a big civilian toll. It can't really be debated. But you know, you can question whether or not the video that you're seeing is what they say it is. There was a video of uh, allegedly showing uh, civilians, Gazans, that had been murdered in the streets by Hamas as they attempted to flee. Hamas says it was an IDF bomb that blew them up. Yeah. And then the internet says, no, there's no trace of that. It looks like small arms fire. Yeah. And, and then you say, who knows? That video could have been from Syria from five years ago. Yeah. You, you don't know a damn thing. Or a video game or an AI well, deepfake, that, that, which that, again, I, there has been video games, especially in this conflict in, in, in Israel that have been used that people believed was, was true. Jackson, Same with Hinkle, Ukraine. Jackson Hinkle tweeted one of them out. Oh, on no, he's, 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 he's gone over, the, over, he's gone yeah. off the deep end with this. But, yeah. um, but the, 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 the reality is, there are innocent Gazans who are it, it caught in the crossfire between Hamas and Israel. And they are held as much prisoners and victims by Hamas as they are uh, by the circumstances of, of, of the geography. Then people will say, okay, fine. They're victims of Hamas, but Israel funds Hamas. Therefore, Israel gets to be blamed for the atrocities committed by Hamas against their own people because Israel you know, authorized Qatar to finance them for their own divide and conquer premise. You know. And then, and then, how do you have peace after seven decades of slaughter? I don't know how the yeah. how it happened in, in, in Northern Ireland, but how do you have peace in this? Like it's, the meme that well, goes you around. Still, you still go to Northern Ireland. I did a video report there with uh, Tim Poole a couple years ago. They're still 
like trying to kill each other, firebombing each other, attacking each other, killing it's, each it's, other. It's, it's, There's it's, still a lot of. T- I was there when Max Kaiser he he brought out the the Union jacket, and he was getting a lot of fl- people were like, yeah, someone's gonna like you know hurt you here for wearing uh, the the kind of uh, British the Union Empire. The, the red, white, and blue kind of uh, you know crisscross thing. I forgot the exact name of it. I think it's the, the Union Jack. But uh, right. the tension's there. The walls, they're still there. Um, the, the graffiti, the fire, the, 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 the riots, the fighting, it's all still there, and well, it hasn't if, left. For the audience's sake, for those that really don't know much about this topic, you need to understand, too, that Gaza and the West Bank are not contiguous land masses. They're separated. So, like, I honestly don't know. I mean, it was just stu- such a unbelievably fucking stupid formulation um, because you're going to have, you have real legitimate multi-generational enmity between these two groups of people. And you can't even build a continue contiguous landmass to have a two state solution that you can just wall each other off and be like, we're going to leave each other alone. Like that's not even an option. So it is a really challenging situation. And that's why I appreciate the nuance that Viva uh, presented. This is why I was so uh, looking forward to this conversation is because I knew that, in in an open dialogue, you would be much more open to the counter arguments as I, opposed I, no, to I, I can have the, I, I have the counter arguments with myself. I don't. It, what right. what what pisses me off more than anything in all of this is people viewing everything that I say as as through the lens of me being a Jew, as if as if that explains everything, and they don't even have to listen to what I have to say before writing me off. Oh well, you're, you're a Zionist, or you're obviously going to support Israel. I think I'll be very critical of both, but one thing is for certain. I'd rather be governed by Israel than by Hamas, and I would say that even as a Palestinian. But flip side, you still got to find uh, you got to find a peaceful solution to this, which is it's impossible, and it's impossible when you have some some parties literally financing both ends of this. Yes, and it's almost like yeah. it's good for business. But yeah. what I hate is being written having an opinion written off. Well, you're Jewish, therefore this is the way you think. Even if I've never expressed that thought. Uh, and that's the that's the unpleasantness of social media. Yeah, no, it's it's almost as if there's some kind of central controllers out there that are financing the bombs dropping from one place and the bombs dropping in another place and then getting rich off of it as other people just rip each other to shreds and destroy each other's lives it's, for their own personal It's almost like that's an actual thing. It, Interesting, it, it, Luke. It's almost as if both sides are being funded here. It's well, almost as if well, <laughs> our <laughs> tax dollars are going to both and, sides and, here. And, 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 like, and the, people use the Netanyahu finance-funded Hamas to use them as a wedge. Okay. An America financed and trained Osama bin Laden when he was useful to fight against the Russians. And, and ISIS. He, and, and, I, and, and, then, yeah. and this just, it's the same bloody cycle over and over yes. again. And then, you know, they, they withdraw from Afghanistan, leave a, however, how many billions of dollars of weapons was it that they left in Afghanistan? I think it was like $6 billion. Where do you think more. that goes? It's, the, we're, we're being led yeah. by people who drive the world into a, into a state of despair. Whoa. And they make, they make off like bandits while doing yeah. it. Where, well, where do you think the missing weapons in Ukraine went? That's another question that a lot of well, people should be asking Well, there were some people themselves. hypothesizing, and for anybody who's been following this closely, that uh, not the Kalishnikovs, but one of the it was an M4 firearm mm-hmm. that was found uh, in Hezbollah's possession, which yep. apparently is a very Western, non-Russian firearm. So I, I wonder, I wonder how many. Israelis and some of the Americans that were killed in that terrorist attack, whether or not it was at the end of American weapons that were left well, over in Afghanistan or in Ukraine. And it wouldn't be the first time you had Operation Fast and Furious where some Americans were actually killed by cartels in Mexico. Turns out it was weapons from the Obama administration that they had been uh, you and know, running. And the ATF that literally gave it to the gave Mexican so drug could, cartels. That's, we that's gave what I'm talking about. So we could track their use of it. And then when they yeah. killed an American with it, well then, oh, sorry, we, we well, were trying as, to do something. As the U.S. intelligence agencies helped create one of the worst terroristic cartels in all of Mexico as well. So you you look at you look at a lot of these problems 
You fucking financed it with your fucking taxes. Every almost every single last All, one of them. So and it's so infuriating time. because because you know you do payroll. You look at the taxes and it's like, what the fuck? Why are you taking my money? I don't. I don't have that much. Why are you taking so much it's of like, it? Look, we have to yeah. fund terrorism all over the world. And then, and then, and then I think like you know who else is going to pay for you know the children that are going to be raped on Epstein's island? Who else is going to pay for you know the cartels coming in and and torturing people on camera? Who else is going to pay for the Nazis in Ukraine? Who's going to pay for Hamas and Hezbollah? Who's going to pay for the missiles landing on on, on Palestinian children? Who's going to pay for all that? Well, you yeah. and Canada's talking about uh, you know. Accepting Except, refugees, accepting refugees, hundreds and crisis, thousands of them from a yep. crisis that they had a hand in exactly. exacerbating. It's it's nuts. And the, here's my fear, though, because well, I do agree with your position that like, how can you possibly find peace? The problem with with just settling with that, with like, okay, we can't find peace, is that then the alternative is. Well, ethnic cleansing or genocide, you have to wipe out all of Gaza because you're not you're not going to be able to clear those tunnels or clear all of the hidey holes of every Hamas member without just flattening everything. And if you flatten everything, then all of those innocent people, which there are at least a million that are innocent because they're kids. Well, then what, what do they do? And then then you've already created the next generation of terrorists. Maybe they're driven into Egypt. Well, they're still right on the border of new Israel because now they've taken over Gaza. So this problem just it just gets pushed down the road. It's not a remedy The the. The, what I've been imploring people to do is to look at the failures of the war on terror under the American response to 9-11 and don't endorse Israel in doing the same stupid shit. That's my fear is that Israel is going to create even bigger problems down the road. And that's assuming that we avoid World War III if Iran starts to come into play, if Turkey invades Israel. Like This gets very existential very fast. Well, if you look at the history, uh, particularly in this region, when countries like Egypt, Jordan, and Lebanon took on Palestinian refugees, this usually caused a lot of civil strife as well as civil unrest in those countries as, of course, there was sectarian fighting because of those refugees in those countries. That's why a lot of those countries don't want to take the refugees. But now Canada is saying, we'll take a half a million. Sure, no problem. What do you think is going to happen in Canada with so many few people, with so many beta cuck soy boys out there who are very effeminate, who wear pink socks? What the fuck do you think is going to happen to those Canucks up there? Yeah. They don't stand a chance. They're done. It's over for them. I'm, I'm sitting, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Viva. I'm sitting next to the most masculine Canadian, and he left. It's Dude, over. Yes. Hold on. Just, can, can you see this? If I can, can I flex, oh, flex my pecs? Yeah, this is... The, can everybody do this? Um, <laughs> Clint can do it too, but it jiggles. It, <laughs> they, know, they know that they're exacerbating. They're importing foreign conflict the way they did with the war in Ukraine by turning it into a national conflict when they shouldn't. I mean, th th it's what they do. They divide and conquer, and I'm saying they as in Trudeau, as in our, our, our own governments, yep. divide and conquer internally in as much as... Other powers divide and conquer internationally. They know what they're doing. It's by design. It's on purpose. The more they screw up, the more power they give themselves to deal with the screw up that they cause. Order, but, order out of chaos. But, but keep but, in look. I could do it too. Look. Oh, oh, oh. He, but he has to do oh, both of them at the same yeah. time. You, no, well, no, no. I can do it. Left one. Left, left, I got the left one. Got the got the right one. Clint, your turn. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, you're no, you're moving, moving your, your arm. arm. You're moving. Your <laughs> <laughs> it's just because they're so strong. It actually, uh -huh. it actually moves my arm. Uh huh. All right, look. That hypnotherapist. I can't do it. All right, fuck it. Don't worry. Um, anyways, <laughs> I had a point, and you made me flex my titties. Trudeau. It was about Trudeau. Oh yes, is it? I was oh. just gonna say. I was just gonna say that the the divide and conquer uh, tactics are are. They're very pervasive, but what disturbs me is how successful they are. They have people genuinely like ready to 
kill their fellow American because of their disagreement over a conflict 6,000 miles away. And it's like, I, I understand the passion. I've been deep diving this issue ever since the attack on October 7th to try and wrap my head around it. And I can understand why people would be passionate on both sides, uh, particularly if you're Jewish or particularly if you're Palestinian. It's like, yeah, I get it why you would be so passionate. But but to get to the point of being willing to like bring violence to, to bear on, on your just another guy on the street in Washington DC or in San Francisco. It's like, wow. Well, we, I mean, it, it just, it just demonstrates an underlying, uh, you know, discontent that I think is, is kind of boiling underneath well, the surface. We, we have been conditioned to, um, cheer on police pepper spraying people for not wearing face masks. Yeah. Go with the FAFO. We've been conditioned to think it's normal to rat on your neighbor right. for, for not social distancing. So the, the, the priming of a population to tolerate the intolerable has been now three plus years in the making, but it also, it started mm. with 2016 when Trump won and you had to demonize people to the point of considering them existential threats for having exercised their right to vote. Well, and the FBI went so far as to categorize Trump supporters as potential Dem domestic extremists or, or violent extremists. It's it's horrifying. And I didn't even vote for Trump, but they they even without me voting for him, they still took the libertarians and they said, even the libertarians, that's what John Brennan, the former head of the CIA, said, fuck P these people. People are asking <laughs> uh, Steph to do the chest thing but oh, uh, in the chat room, but I don't think that's fair. Also, if you're a member Hashtag of Luke... canceled. If, if you're... If you're if, uh, this is the chat room, not me. <laughs> if you're a member of LukeAndFilter.com, this is the time to go into the Telegram channel. If you want to call in, just write in, call in, and I will pick on you. There are some rumble rants that uh, we should go off and address. I appreciate all your super chats, all your rumble rants. It really means a lot to have people a part of this conversation, a part of this independent media organization, and uh, super chatting, rumble ratting, uh, whatever they call it, and, and just giving us some support here. As Of course, this is our kind of first week of doing this show officially in partnership with Rumble. We have a lot of big plans. We have a lot of big guests, a lot of people that we can't even have on YouTube that we're going to automatically only have on Rumble. And we're very grateful for that opportunity to be able to talk with human beings that we naturally wouldn't be able to talk to. But now we finally have the ability to, to get through a lot of these very complicated, very tough, very heavy issues that deserve to be talked about. And I would have to say, Viva, I absolutely agree with almost everything you said. Uh, and I think your I. sentiments on it is absolutely sound rational and I think uh, you know even though it's not a fun topic to talk about a lot of people need to hear that kind I, of kind I, of uh, understanding of this I hate it and I'll say one thing I've, there, yeah. I don't believe that there's any philosophy political point of view that I've had that I've had because I'm Jewish period and I don't think at any point in my life I've ever said to anybody else that their opinion on something that is and I'll put it in quotes, reserved for Jews, is less valuable or less legitimate because they're not Jewish. The irony is that other people out there can't get past their own biases. And when they say, you might be biased because you're Jewish, I say, you might be biased because you know that I'm Jewish and you're revealing your own bias and not mine. Because I've never said, as a Jew, or you're not a Jew, so you wouldn't understand the horrors of the Holocaust, as if as if, well, as if the Holocaust only impacted Jews. So, But but you have to admit that you are unique, because Ben Shapiro is certainly leading this with his heart, and, and I think that... No, I mean, I, look, I understand his arguments, but I also think his arguments are... Um, they're, they're very easy to make when you're not the person, A, 
going in and doing the killing exactly. and, and be not the one on the recipient end of exactly. the killing. That's, exactly. that's what bothers me about and, him is like it's just it's armchair generaling in a way that's like very vicious and it seems even though he'll like he'll occasionally give some hint at like a little bit of sympathy for all the dead kids it doesn't really seem like he cares the, very much. And anybody using the hyperbole turn it into glass turn it into a parking lot I mean in as much as you think okay well that'll get rid of Hamas in that geographic location if you don't think it's going to create Hamas 2.0 oh, yeah. in, in Jordan in Saudi Arabia, in, uh, uh, in Egypt, in Turkey. I mean, if, 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 this is the discussion that Barnes and I always have, uh, vivabarneslaw.locals.com. He says, like, how, do you, how do you destroy an idea? And as much as uh, the Northern Ireland conflict came to a, a something of a resolution, it takes a generation, not of peace, just a generation of an absence of war, where people can at least get, you know, they'll never get past the loss, but they'll at least not live with the fresh trauma of fresh you know, savagery. Exactly. Uh, and, but then, then the problem is, you said, well, what's a proportionate response? What's an effective response? Bottom line, if what you're doing is not only not resolving the problem, but exacerbating it, then you might want to take a step back and uh, reassess. Yeah, and not create more of a that, bloody mess that already has been that, created. That's all, that's all I'm asking for, is that the instead of pursuing Hamas to the detriment of all of the innocents there, try and get those people out. And it's, it's tough because based off the Nakba history, like many of them don't, if they, they believe that if they leave, they'll never be able to return. And they might be fucking right about that. So it's like, how do you tell these people to leave? When they already have their grandparents saying, if you leave your home, you're never get going home again. Especially with the Canadian government being like, yeah, we'll take them. You guys could come here. I don't want to go to Canada. Fuck that place. <laughs> they, they, they suck. They suck up it's there. Cold. It's horrible. <laughs> it's cold. Can you imagine living under Hamas and going, Justin Trudeau, now that's a fucking dictator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> hey, if I had a choice, fucking... <laughs> I'm not going to Canada. <laughs> Fuck that place. Fuck it. I got banned from Canada I, for 10 I, years. I got banned for 10 years. Why? Uh, no just fucking being, reason at all. Cool they just fun. made it up because of my YouTube channel. They didn't like my YouTube channel. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't even a criminal. I didn't have a conviction. I had an arrest that they said was convicted was a conviction when it wasn't. What was the arrest for, if I may ask? Questioning Mayor Bloomberg about why he screwed over the 9-11 first responders. So, uh, wow. yeah. So, what so, was yeah. that like? Distur I, asked, I asked the, the mayor. What was the, no, what was the charge? Uh, criminal trespassing. Okay. Which is bullshit because literally cops came to me, took away my video camera, and they were like, uh, stay here. And I'm like, well, whatever. And then they came back. They're like, we told you to leave. Nah. <laughs> now you're criminal trespassing. You're going to jail. Three days in fucking central bookings wow. in Manhattan. I'm like, Shut you motherfuckers. Yeah. Then they, then the, the charges got finally dismissed after they deleted and destroyed a lot of the footage. Um, this is after, this is literally after I made a deal with the 9-11 first responders that struck a deal with Bloomberg that he was supposed to be helping them, he was running for the third term as mayor of New York City, which was unprecedented. I was confronting him everywhere. Me and my team got him everywhere. He struck a deal saying I would actually help the first responders if Luke leaves me alone. Went to my first responder friends, made him do that deal. As soon as he becomes mayor... First thing he does, he cut he cuts benefits for 9-11 first responders, thousands of them. I go after him. As soon as I go after him, try to ask him a question, boom, he arrests me, sets me up, three days central bookings. Then they use that entire incident to say I was convicted, which I never was. Therefore, you're banned from Canada for 10 years. That is crazy. Is when, is, when is the 10 years up? Uh, I got a lawyer and I fought it. And then I came back to Canada eight years or, or six years afterwards. And I was like, and then, and then um, yeah, I literally like... It was a pain in the fucking ass. Let's get into some of these rumble rants here. We got another one by Cal. Fuck Canada. 
Cal for Prez saying, quote, have you heard about Lewis Rosman and his Gray J app that allows people to subscribe directly to creators? YouTube shut his channel down and the censorship is bigger than the manifesto story. Yes, I think the quartering was specifically talking uh, about this story and bringing up uh, this particular gentleman. So if you haven't heard about this case, definitely check out Louis the Rosman, quartering. He, he, was, he was known for the right to fix. Yes, that's right. The right, um, the right to, to uh, right to repair. The right, right to repair. repair. Yes, let, yes, let me yes. make a quick point about the Tennessee trans manifesto thing because we didn't really talk about it very much. Um, I really think that this is a product of the the DEI critical theory uh, woke worldview that has really convinced a huge percentage of people that watch CNN, MSNBC, that like. It's all about oppressor versus press based off of skin tone and sexuality. And, and it is going to be with us for a very long time. And I just want to remind people that it was uh, executive order from Barack Obama in 20, August of 2013, where he mandated that DEI be implemented in every federal department across the, the country. And ever since then, we have been at each other's throats. Trump undid that. Biden, first day back in office redid that executive order, so DEI is, is here to stay as long as these fucking psychos are in power. Hasin 1PK gave another rumble, rumble rant saying, the question is cancel at polls or cancel rights? You don't have right to win election. She can speak what she wants. That was in response to Rashida Tlaib. We got another uh, rumble rant by Amanda Field saying, hey lads, Ozzy here. What do you think of how we're moving on the global stage? How do you think we'll land at the end of it all, given our current alliances? Love oh, your he's, work. He's not going to like my answer. Do you want me to tell the truth? Sure, yeah. <laughs> I think you guys are absolutely America's bitch. I'm referencing Australian, uh, not the government, not the Australians. I think you're good people. I actually love Australians. Uh, but I think that you are being used as kind of like the spearhead or the vanguard in in fighting China in a proxy style fashion. And I think that also simultaneously, the, the other half of your government is being controlled by the CCP. So you guys are just being fucked by both sides. That's my opinion. Steph, do you want to read the next super chat? Yeah, sure. But I'm rooting for you, Aussies. They're fucked. <laughs> They are. They really Next are. Next super chat by Finboy Slick. Big fan of you too, Luke. It was great to see you and Viva hit it off at the Republican debate in Cali. Two of my favorite people. Hope there's a lot more of you two together. Yeah, Love that it. was that was really fun. That was uh, we're gonna was we're gonna get event. in trouble tomorrow, Luke. I, I, Although hey, I can't get I, arrested. I, I'm not I'm not allowed. <laughs> I've been arrested seven times doing this. So uh, who knows if there'll be an eight? But uh, we'll see. We got another super chat by USA Freedom Rings saying. I'm not calling for violence. I'm calling for legally holding these demons accountable. Same. And uh, yeah, court of law, uh, absolutely. There needs to be some responsibility had for all the very bad, nefarious people that abuse their positions in power. But There's the a DAs, lot of them. The DAs need to bring fucking charges. I don't know what they're waiting for. It's like we have to wait fucking years for the congressional people to run investigations. It's, it's like, like, imagine what, what some corrupt, politically motivated DAs have found to bring charges and not any against... I mean, I guess they need more information to come out as to how they concealed the numbers, fudged the numbers, uh, rushed production, delivered products that they knew were what, contaminated. What I mean, the, I guess that has to what come about out the Twitter, more. What about the Twitter leaks? Like, uh, like those emails? That's not enough evidence that Fauci was actually burying the origin story early on? That's well, not at fraud? Least, at least that he lied under oath. I mean, yes, what's, what's, it, what's, just that... Just Minimum that. Come on. Give me that. Do you want to read the next one? Give me that that old sweet line under (laughs) oath. I'll just take it. Me hop, Lee hop. Hold up a second. I bring evidence for my weirdo conspiracy theories. I get openly attacked. Where's yours? 
Other than vague speculation, mandatory carry just said this. Mandatory carry. I, I know mandatory carry from my channel. No, the, I, look, the Lee Hop, Me Hop, um, when it comes to this particular uh, attack, I don't think that was vague speculation at all. It was quite specific. No, there's, there's quite good questions to ask in terms of how this could have possibly happened at the scale that it happened. Thank you. Four years of preparation, the most secure border. And it's not, it's not to say like it's very easy for people to say, you should have done better. Six hours to 12 hours without a response. Yep. Um, a, a, a border that is so well protected, you can, you can hear rodents touching the fence, but somehow paragliders come through and that convoys of people going through the desert and it after takes, huge explosions after, and then it takes hours and i've i've heard i mean this seven hours is oh, i've heard i've heard 12 hours for 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 certain places um I, my my initial reaction would have been before you decide what your reaction is going to be you got to find out what, what how this could have happened in the first place and if it happened as a result of poor intelligence from a corrupt government that's too focused on its internal conflict to secure its own borders that shouldn't be the government that's going in and finding the solution exactly. to a problem that they should have, uh, could have, and probably failed well, to prevent. Uh, and Steph, I, do you want to read the next one? We got to yeah. go through this okay. really quickly. Hans One PK says the current weeks, the current week times means everybody has an opinion, and if they're not willing to back it up with hard times, ask if they will join the fight or implement draft. Mm -hmm. There's probably going to be a draft, as of course they have a commercial with all white guys, a part of the U.S. Army There's now, not which highlights be a draft. I hey, there might hey. Be. If you look at world history, right, it rhymes. It doesn't repeat, right? When we go back 100 years, what happened? It was a huge global conflict. I think there's a very big possibility that we could have something like that again. And in the 70s, you know, it happened. Doesn't mean it can't happen again, especially now with the U.S. military at such a low recruitment level. Another super chat by Hans1PK, really giving us a lot of uh, rumble rants here. Thank you so much. He said, no one watches CNN, but they got moved to TikTok. That is very true. And now they're watching C CCP uh, propaganda uh, and bull crap uh, that CNN. the Canadian government uh, <laughs> loves and adores and goes on their news from. That would be all for this particular broadcast. It is officially 8 p.m. Eastern. We did two hours. It flew by in no time. We had a lot of fun. We got into some really interesting conversations. This was great, Vivo. This was awesome. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on this broadcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. You could support us directly on LukeUnfiltered.com or through Rumble Rants or through Super Chats. Whatever you guys give, we're going to, of course, address and make sure that you guys are, part, are a part of this conversation. The questions were awesome. The Rumble Rants were really cool. The conversation was uh, all over the place, but but really an important one to have. And if you agree with that, share this video with your friends and family members. If you haven't signed up to Rumble yet, what are you waiting for? Sign up. It's quick. It's easy. It's simple. Subscribe. Click the notification button. We got a very big guest coming on this Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern. This Thursday, very big guest. I don't know if we should tell everyone who it is. Big presidential candidate guest. You guys could probably guess now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I knew, and I was going to keep it a secret. Could be one of two, one, it could be one of two people. Stay tuned for that conversation, plus a lot more. We got a lot of big plans here on rumble.com forward slash we are change. Viva, where can people find you and support you? Uh, so on Rumble, Viva Fry. Uh, YouTube is Viva Fry, but forget YouTube. 
vivabarnslaw.locals.com. Tomorrow, I'm going to be at the locals, the local studio doing a stream at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, for the debate. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> they, try, they try to get me to fill that slot. And I'm like, I, 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 I want to do an in real life. I, I don't want to be in the studio. No, but you, you're yeah. missing the opportunity because now I'm going to get I'm going to get like not two kicks at the can. I'm going to get two streams going. I get the one in the studio at 10 and then we're going to do the Viva on the street at the actual debate. Hell yeah. Uh, except it's a bit of a trek in the morning with traffic, but whatever. This man's a grinder. Uh, no, I, uh, plus, I, you know, I've but tried. I think they're 10 minutes away from each other. So in Miami time, it's like an hour. So. <laughs> no, dude, I'm coming from the north. Like the, 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 the Miami traffic, the 95. But the locals yes, studio that, that's, that's, and close, the presidential close. debates, that's like So I'm going to be there. I'm going to be live streaming at 10 o'clock in studio. Then I'm going to be going to the debate itself, attending that. It's going to be fantastic. So that's where I'm going to be tomorrow. But Viva Fry, the Viva Fry for the asshole Viva Fry on Twitter. And uh, other than where's that, the, where's the asshole? Well, the, 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 on, on, on Twitter, on Twitter. Got it, the got Viva got Fry. It. And uh, let me just take a picture of my gonads and send it to Clint because he sent me another message while we're <laughs> While we're streaming, he's DMing me I from his Twitter account. He's telling the truth. He can't <laughs> be telling the truth. Control no, yourself. I'm not. Jeez. He's My. been hacked, and apparently, the, you know, yeah. someone, someone's accessing his DMs. So hey, it's it, a joke, and I'm not doing it. If anybody works at X, please call me. Help me out. Uh, all right, at Liberty Lockpot on Twitter. If I ever get my X account back, we'll see. I don't know. Liberty Lockdown on Instagram, and most importantly, subscribe to Liberty Lockdown on both Rumble and YouTube, and check out my interview with Kim Iverson this evening. It was a fascinating one, and then I also do an insane comedy show on Wednesdays over at Tower Gang. Steph? Oh, uh, Steph, we are change on Instagram. That's where you can find me. You speak too much, Steph. We're, <laughs> we're sick of it. You gotta, it was you hard gotta to pipe. get in there. You guys were on a roll. You I gotta, loved it. We did rip. You got to pipe down there, woman. I'm kidding. People want to hear. Time, next time. People want to hear more from you. Uh, I'll just leave you with fuck you too, <laughs> and Canada too. I love you guys. Oh, Stay Canada. tuned for more. Ouch.